0: now live from the pirate radio studios in the heart of the pirate nation here is your host clip brock
4: welcome in to a thursday edition of pirate radio live i am fired up for today's show because it's starting to feel real we are two weeks away from ecu football we've got a lot of great football talk coming up on today's show college and pro and specifically east carolina and it's a beautiful, hot, smoking day in Eastern North Carolina. You're tuned in to Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are available online at pr927fm.com. And you can watch us on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to Pirate Radio TV and on YouTube. And you can watch this program, The Brian Bailey Show pirate radio trivia all of our great interviews with the pirate players uh, inside the players lounge which you can hear mondays and see mondays on pirate radio live all of that and a lot more available on youtube in its entirety on pirate radio tv all right we got a uh, great show on tap for today tons of news and notes to get to tons of football talk to get to as well jeff nadu the big man on campus will join us coming up in about 25 minutes or so we will talk a little NFL preseason is there a uh I have a trend as far as week one NFL preseason to follow if you're interested in, uh, in gambling on that we'll discuss that and also dive into college football we'll talk about some of Jeff's favorite teams this year dive into some schedules and uh, have a hearty chat uh, with college football coming up in about 25 minutes at four o'clock Our focus turns to East Carolina football. We will talk to Ronnie Woodward, have our Bud Light ECU report. What has he learned after a couple of weeks of fall camp leading into the second scrimmage coming up this Saturday? Uh, we will talk to Ronnie about that and a whole lot more coming up in hour number two of today's show. At the uh, 5 o'clock hour, the third hour of the show, Troy D. will be alongside and we'll talk to Double R. That's another reason I'm fired up. Ryan Robinson will fire us up coming up at 5 o'clock. Give you all the information you need to know heading into the 2021 East Carolina football season, which is once again just two weeks away. We're hitting some milestones here. Uh, Week two of the preseason uh, NFL begins tonight. We are a week and two days away from week zero in college football, featuring Illinois versus Nebraska, UCLA versus Hawaii, a few other games. So uh, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. We'll have football games. And then uh, we are two weeks away from week one opening up some great games uh, alongside of the Duke's Mayo Bowl Classic, East Carolina and Appalachian State. So, man, we are uh, revved up here and ready to go at Pirate Radio. Two weeks away from the debut edition uh, in 2021 of the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll start at 3.30, taking you up to the 7.30 kickoff and be uh, with you after the game on the fifth quarter taking your calls late into the night and likely on into friday morn so uh looking forward to that all right uh chandler honeycutt is here and charlie rhodes is back with us today in the audio production chair hello folks what's up clipper i'm uh i mean kind of excitement time for me right now
1: cyber time
4: i'm in a great football mood Jeez. today
1: don't holler into the mic.
4: Surely, it's excitement time, though. I
1: know it's excitement time, but I was not ready for that.
4: Well, I, you know what? This is a good reminder to people that from now until the end of the calendar year, you have to be ready for people screaming into microphones.
5: Excitement time!
4: <laughs> Were you ready for that one? Sure. I'll tell you why else. Uh, excitement time! Thank you, Coach. Uh, why else it's uh, excitement time, and that is because of East Carolina's own Harold Varner the third and the round that he put up today, uh, and I love this on my uh when I go to PGA slash leaderboard each and every week, when I check out the uh tournament going on, when I talk to Greeny, Mark Greenhelge on Fridays, I always pull up this page and I have Harold Varner the third starred, so his score is always at the top and it shows me uh where he is in the tournament. I don't even need that today because he is at the top harold varner the third five under par at the northern trust in new jersey uh shot a 66 today uh incredible round for harold and he is in first right now now there are some uh let's see justin thomas harris english are through seven and they are four under so harold uh is still gonna have to stave away uh stave off some golfers while he's in the clubhouse. But either way, he, he ends up minus five today in awesome shape for the uh, remaining three days. In fact, I got a text from Greeny today. He was talking about how great Harold Varner was uh, putting on the course uh, up in New Jersey. And that is awesome to see his name uh, at the top of the leaderboard. We'll be, uh, we'll be tuned into that all day on Friday, keeping you up to date via social media on how Harold is doing. But also when we uh, talk to Greeny later on uh, in the four o'clock hour on friday's edition of prl so there's something to keep an eye on folks
1: yeah and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it but at the same time it's like you know um I, I i kind of hold my breath a little because harold has gotten off to really good starts on thursdays and then tends to falter a little bit heading into the weekend so i want to see if he can come out and be consistent coming up tomorrow and see where it goes from there, but uh, it's definitely a good start. You can't complain about that for sure.
4: I see what we're doing here. Usually, I am uh, the cynic. I'm glass half empty. I see things and see how bad it's going to end up being. Today, I'm in like this super over positive mood, and Shirley is going to keep me grounded. So of thank course. you, Shirley.
1: I, I I always you know it's like the old Casey Kasem phrase keep your feet on the ground but keep reaching for the stars
4: <laughs> I forgot about that phrase <laughs> uh i went to uh drove to new jersey and back last week and when i get out of the area i don't know uh the radio stations obviously so i use the old scan button
1: ah yes oh, yeah.
4: the old scan something it seems like it's a dinosaur from the past but it still comes in handy and you just try to find a song you recognize to put it on and, and keep it on for a little while. But
5: Did you find any sports talk radio stations up there?
4: I found some live Nats and Orioles games. Sweet!
3: Heading I'm so up sorry. There.
4: And then, this is really cool. I hate the Eagles. I hope the franchise folds up today. It wouldn't uh, make me sad at all. But they have a legendary play-by-play voice, Merrill Reese.
5: Meryl Reese.
4: And I was able to hear him touchdown eagles
0: Deshaun jackson
4: alshon jeffrey i was able to hear him calling a preseason game and i was like right about when we pulled into my uh, mother-in-law's residence and it was awesome and it was I, and it's
6: a touchdown by nick Foles, jalen
4: hurts he has an his voice is uh is awesome it is iconic
6: let the celebration begin
4: thank you chandler i'm excited to uh what was my point in all that oh casey Kasem. they were <laughs> I was running getting ready
6: to ask
1: you where are you going with this
4: they were running Shirley a like in its entirety and i can't i don't know if i picked up on the okay i'll tell you this um jesse's girl was the previous week's top song i don't I don't oh, know that's uh rick springfield i don't know if they did that out of the gate for each show but uh he came in and said that was last week's top song on the top 40 countdown jesse's girl by rick springfield now let's start the countdown at number 40 and i did not recognize the song at all so whatever year uh jesse's girl's from they were running an entire show uh, of the countdown with casey Kasem. oh pretty cool. that's pretty cool on terrestrial radio i figured that but would be that, like an yeah, xm type thing yeah but.
1: because uh sirius xm has an 80s on 80 uh 80s on 8 channel and they do countdowns from specific years, but it's by the but it's done by the original MTV VJs. So you're talking like Alan Hunter, Martha Quinn, uh, Martha Quinn, and Kurt Loder. Uh, well, no, not Kurt Loder. Uh, Who else? The other do one I that is uh, Downtown is,
4: Julie Brown.
1: No, she was in the '90s
4: though. <laughs> Bill Bellamy. Uh, I know. I'm just naming Wubba, MTV Wubba, people. Wubba.
1: Um, no, actually, Downtown Julie Brown does do a countdown, but she does it on the '90s channel but uh
3: downtown anyway but
1: it's rare that you actually get to hear the original um top 40 countdown with casey Kasem in its entirety like that and and like you said on terrestrial radio that's pretty cool because i grew up listening to casey every every saturday i listened to rick d's and uh casey the weekly top 40 yep and uh an open house party with john garabedian that was another one I grew up listening to. Not
4: familiar so. with that one.
1: That used to come on Saturday nights.
4: There you go. There's your uh, walk down memory lane for yep. the day. We usually get into that and probably will when Troy's here in hour three. And we'll talk about the I'm late sure. 80s, early 90s.
1: Of course. All
4: right. Uh, we say all that to say, good job, Harold Varner III.
6: <laughs> all right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> next, up on the, next up on the rundown, Saturday, as Elton John Saturday, once said. Saturday. That is what he said. He said it's all right for fighting. There's going to be a lot going on on Saturday. Scrimmage number two for ECU football. Mm -hmm. Meet the Pirates for the Pirate fans and football players. Media day for us talking heads and the football players. And the equipment Equipment sale,
1: which you'll find me in line.
4: Awesome day coming up on Saturday to get you primed and ready for the upcoming start to the East Carolina football season. Pirates had practice today. Today is a no media day, uh, so no post-practice comments from Mike Houston. We'll be back out there on Friday and, of course, on Saturday, so keep it log to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we'll have our videos up on YouTube as well as uh, the crew will be locked and loaded for Saturday. I'm excited uh, for another year of Media Day. Of course, we have the hired radio athletes that we'll talk to every monday but we'll get a chance to catch up with some coaches we haven't heard from a lot this off season and also some other players who uh, we haven't talked to that much either so saturday is going to be a big day we will have you covered social media wise and then back on monday next week uh, a full recap of the weekend so we are pumped up about that we'll talk more uh pirate football and more about that with ronnie woodward coming up later on in today's program
1: i'm pretty excited about that for one reason and that is that we can actually do it in person instead of trying to do it over zoom very true it's going to feel like one step closer to that sense of normalcy that we've been kind of waiting to to have for the last year and some change
4: yeah definitely that's uh that's another big uh, part of it that i'm looking forward to all right uh number three on the rundown today nfl preseason tonight it is the patriots and the eagles we'll uh, talk more about that with jeff Duke coming up later on uh washington football team is on nfl network again on friday night when they take on redbeard's bengals also to be chiefs cardinals on friday night then there are 10 games on saturday giants browns and niners chargers sunday and a monday night game uh jaguars and saints chandler bum, 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 bum. you will not be here tomorrow so uh and boy I, you know i guess i didn't think about it the 1st preseason game you talked about this at bank of america stadium uh the first game that doesn't count will be played on the new turf uh as the panthers take on the ravens the first real game will be ecu and, Carolina app state. and app state um all right so since you won't be here tomorrow chandler what do you want to see out of the Panthers What players What units What if anything Do you want to see On Saturday
5: Well hopefully I ran to Tony Dunn Last night at AJ's And we were talking about I said I'm ready to see Sam Darnold And the action I want to see some action From Sam Darnold This Saturday No no Tony responds No I don't want to see Sam Darnold I don't want to see Our starters at all I said Tony I said we got to see This guy at some point In the preseason We got to see Sam Darnold He's got to get Some game action He's got to get Some game reps not
4: Aaron Rodgers
5: Like yeah So we got to get him Out there Let's throw Terrace Marshall out there. That's another player I'll mention later on that I want to see. Uh, throw out Shai Smith, who's been uh, an absolute monster in just in, in preseason camp and in the first game on Sunday against the Colts. Uh, the sixth-round pick out of South Carolina has been tremendous. Uh, a guy on defense that came from the Jets is uh, Frankie Luvu, an undrafted uh, free agent out of uh, 2018 from Washington State. Got a sack on uh, – on Sunday, I think he'd get a lot of action this year in the regular season, not just the preseason. Uh, a guy I just mentioned earlier, Terrace Marshall Jr. looked good, 80 yards uh, uh, on Sunday against the Colts. Um, he, he looks like he's going to be a big threat in this offense, this Joe Brady offense. He's a, familiar with Joe Brady. He was uh, a wide receiver at LSU, and Joe Brady was the co-offensive coordinator and passing game coordinator at LSU a couple years ago. So he's one of those guys, though, that didn't play last year for LSU. Um, J.C. Horn, hopefully I, we can get to see J.C. Horn on Saturday. Didn't get a chance to see him on Sunday. He's a part of that starters group that didn't get to play in the first preseason game. So uh, J.C. Horn hopefully will get some action. Um, Dante Jackson. I want to see Dante Jackson on uh, Saturday because Dante Jackson is a guy on this team that really needs to kind of step it up from a leadership uh, standpoint and performance standpoint. So we saw him another day get just absolutely torched by Sammy Watkins. So hopefully he can step it up on Saturday if he does get to play. Um, so uh, another guy, Brady Christensen at the right tackle position is another guy I want to see as well. He he played outstanding on Sunday against the Colts. Deontay Brown is a six-round guy out of Alabama, a big guy that plays right guard, right guard, right tackle with Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen. is a potential uh, uprising in the Panthers franchise there. I think they both played really well and gelled well together. On Sunday, I'm ready to see them play again. Uh, I told somebody last night at AJ's, I think every single snap of the game that I watched, I did fall asleep mid-third quarter on Sunday. But every snap that I did watch of that game, I watched at right tackle and I watched Brady Christensen absolutely dominate his opposing player. So uh, those are some guys that I want to see. Hopefully we can get some, you know, guys like we saw last year, rookie Derek Brown last year coming into his second year. I'd like to see him go out there and get some action, maybe about a series or two. Um, and then Jeremy Chin. Let's see how he can. Let's, let's see how he looks at the safety position. That's his full-time job now. No more flexing and doing all that kind of stuff. The uh, utility player that he was last year, he will be at the safety position. So, um, just trying to see some of those starters. I don't want to see him that much. I want to see him and at least a series or two. But, you know, the big question I want to see is Shy Smith, Terrace Marshall at the wide receiver position. Then when it comes to offensive line, I want to see that the rookie Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown. And then I want to see what Sam Darnold can do as well.
4: All right, that was the longest uh, and best answer you've ever given in your Pirate Radio history. You sounded like a King of the Hill character there, just rattling on and on and on. It's
5: excitement time in Pantherland. Baby.
4: I, I, that was fantastic, Chandler. Good stuff. Now I feel like I'm ready for this Panthers uh Ravens game coming up on Saturday. All right. Um let's stay in Charlotte. And next on the list is Old Terry. Old
3: oh, Terry
4: Why is it called Old oh, Terry?
3: Old oh, Terry
0: <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs> Eric Collins, the crazy, insane announcer for the charlotte hornets likes to say oh terry chandler does it pretty good
3: oh terry you're kidding me
2: <laughs> Oh terry <laughs> oh,
4: Terry, <laughs> terry Rogier, when they made the move to get rid of kimball walker i cried for a week and terry rozier came in and was like what the hell are we doing why terry rozier you could argue is it even an argument that the hornets got the better end of that deal i don't even uh, think you yes, could argue at this point you
5: can't. there is no argument to be argued
4: uh terry rogier signs a mega deal to stay in charlotte four-year 97 million dollar extension with the charlotte hornets uh he led the hornets in scoring last year uh 38.9 from three-point range anytime i see these big numbers i don't really know what it means for all right, so can they go out and get any other pieces? How locked in are they now with their current roster? So when I have those questions, I ask Spencer Percy from the BuzzBeat Podcast. And Spencer joins us real quick for a couple minutes to talk about the news today. Spencer, I appreciate it. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How about you, Cliff? Hey, doing great. Spencer joins us throughout the basketball season, talking Hornets, talking NBA, and Uh, Usually, I give him a day or two advance on when we're going to call him. Today, I gave him about a 15-minute advance, so we appreciate you joining us for a few minutes, Spencer. The news came out that Terry Rozier had agreed to a four-year, $97 million contract extension with the Charlotte Hornets. One thing I don't know, I've said it to you in the past, Spencer, I don't get all these big NBA contracts, how it affects the team moving forward, if it's a good move or a bad move. So give me your opinion on it, Spencer. What do you think of today's news with Terry Rozier?
7: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a multifaceted move that comes – I think it gives the Hornets actually maybe more flexibility than it would appear like on, on paper. Um, so basically the Hornets extended Rozier at the maximum level they could have, which is 120% of his, of his previous salary. Um, so his salary next year will be $21 million and change and then and then increases annually from there. Um, you know, I I think that this is another – well, let me start just from Rozier as a player first. Is he worth $97 million? I think we could debate about that. Um, if he continues to shoot the ball off the bounce, off the catch, like he has uh, in his first two seasons in Charlotte, then you know I absolutely think this deal um, can justify itself for a player like Rozier, although he comes with plenty of flaws. Certainly he's not a great defensive player, um, you know, I think sometimes he's labeled as, as, a, as kind of a secondary point guard option, maybe a backup point guard. I don't think he's as much of a creator as, as some like to pay him sometimes. But the guy can really shoot the ball. He scored it from just about every area of the court at a really high level last year. So I guess he's just going either way from, like, is this contract worth the player? But I think the more, more important thing to look at here is that it's just another card uh, in the hand of Mitch Kupchak to play that I think is signaling this team is setting themselves up for a trade potentially next season. You've got the non-guaranteed deals of Kelly Oubre and Mason Plumlee uh, for not this coming season but the following. Now you have the Rozier extension, a large salary that you could use to facilitate a trade for a star or a very good NBA player. And then also the possibility, the Hornets could have two first-round draft picks Next off season in the 2022 draft, one via New Orleans. If they were to make the playoffs, the Hornets will get that draft pick, and then they could have their own, which is top 20 protected uh, next next season. So you combine all those factors, and, and I'm I'm kind of sensing that Kuzmic is setting himself up for an opportunity to get a franchise a franchise changing player via trade, should that opportunity present itself. And so from that perspective. Actually, like this deal a lot hmm. had
4: an extended road here. All right, interesting. Good insight from Spencer Percy Busby podcast joining us. Spencer, we'll have a longer conversation down the road about the Hornets and uh, what they look like heading into the next season. But real quick, your thoughts on uh, the the draft and and summer league and and since last we talked, uh, how the Hornets, uh, in your opinion, have gotten better or, or gotten worse? What do you think about Charlotte?
7: Yeah, it, it, I think it's hard to tell right now if, if the roster is better than it was last season. I mean, I, I think certainly think losing Devontae Graham is going to be felt for this team. You know, I, I'm not sure that they improved at the center position. You know, Mason Plumlee is terrible. He will play. You know, he has shown that he, he's available to play, he's not injury prone, so that's important. Um, and then the rookies, you know, Kai Jones, super athletic, super high ceiling. We'll have to see. I, I think he's at least a year away from being a real contributor. I think Summer League probably showed us that. And then James Booknight, I, you know, a, a very, ta- very very talented player, can score the basketball. Uh, I think the key for him is how good of an athlete is he going to be in the NBA? Can he get a little stronger? And then will his outside shot ever become consistent, uh, which is a real question going back to his days at UConn. So I, I think the offseason was fine. I mean, I think there's a case to be made. The Hornets improved the roster. They definitely got younger and more athletic, which I think is a is a theme you see with the Mitch check roster building in Charlotte. Um, and then in terms of summer league, you know, the second part of your question, you know, they didn't win a game. Uh, you saw that Kai Jones, JT Thor. These are super dynamic, athletic, versatile wings yeah. that you know everyone's looking for in the NBA. But I think if you watched any summer league for the for the Hornets you understand those two guys are pretty far away from contributing, I think, at the NBA. There's a lot of development to be done. Booknight's the one who could come in and kind of play that Malik Monk role next season for the Hornets uh, if he's able to stay healthy.
4: Great stuff, Spencer. I'm we'll great. let you run. Uh, you got a uh, podcast on the way soon, you guys at Buzzbeat.
7: Yeah, well, there was one. I wasn't able to join them last night, but I know that they released one this morning. Uh, we're pumping out the content, even though it's off-season. So, yeah, check out BuzzBeat Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. Um, you know, the season will be here before you know it. So if you're trying to gear up for uh, which should be a pretty exciting and entertaining 22-23 Hornets season, uh, check out. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets BuzzBeat
4: Podcast. Spencer, we'll be reaching out to you in a month, a month and a half or so, and, uh, and doing an NBA preview. So we'll talk to you then. Uh, have a great rest of your summer, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks, Cliff.
7: Take
4: care. All right. Mixing in a little basketball talk uh, with all the football talk we're going to have today with Spencer Percy from the BuzzBeat Podcast. Chandler, real quick before we go to break, uh, you uh, you like the move? The Hornets did today to keep Terry Rozier around. I like
5: it. He he brings a uh, a veteran presence to this very young now a very young uh, squad. Uh, I think he can still have some you know, mentorship to guys like you know Book Knight, who we just got in the draft. Uh, Lamella Ball is just entering his second year. I think he can be a, a mentor to him as well. So the sticker uh, and what a year he had last year for the Hornets. You know, Lee, you know, just not shooting, not just shooting threes, but also. Uh, finishing at the rack as well and, and he can he, he threw a lot down he was able to shake a lot of players out of their shoes uh, so there's a lot that Terry can do and he, he brings a great presence to that uh, Hornets that young Hornets squad uh, so yeah I'm glad to have him for years to come
4: I agree with uh, I don't know how good they're gonna be but man they're gonna be fun to watch uh, with what they have compiled on this roster all right let's take a time out we will dive back into football when we return Jeff they do big man on campus joins us we will talk A little NFL preseason, also a lot of college football. Run down some teams he likes in 2021. We'll start to look at some lines. Week zero, week one, and dive into it when we return on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this.
0: listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear now back to the show welcome
1: back grab your amigos and head to chico's for the best mexican food and fun in greenville come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos steak and chicken fajitas burritos enchiladas acp and more Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. And, Clip, as we head back into the show, Brett McMurphy just tweeted out a few minutes ago that the ACC has announced that any team Unable to play league games because of COVID issues will forfeit and the game will not be rescheduled. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on here throughout the football season.
4: Yeah, uh, the SEC came out with that first. Everybody following their lead right now. Uh, Speaking of tweets, John Rothstein, this is March, uh, tweeted out earlier today, source, East Carolina's Winston Tabs has been cleared by the NCAA transfer from Boston College. That was really no question about this. We were thinking Tabs would be all set to go for the next basketball season, but John Rothstein tweeting that out today. So, Pirates, uh, unlike football, are going to look very different on the basketball court. You still have your holdovers. I'm a Brandon Suggs guy. It's well documented. Tristan Newton, J.J. Miles. Um, I was
1: about to ask you how how many are left over.
4: Lugie Debo.
5: There's a lot more than I expect. I mean... just because Um, it seems
1: like there was like a mass exodus so i wasn't sure how many were actually left
4: tremont robinson white yep so there's five
1: all right so that's five all right
4: and that could be the only five off the top of my head uh so you're gonna have a lot of new faces on the uh the basketball court this year you will not have to get to know that many new Pirates on the football field nope. uh, coming up this fall. Let's uh, let's talk some football now. NFL and college football with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joins us today on the Fixed NC Live line. Big man, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. I enjoyed you on Pick Central earlier this week uh, on uh, Barstool Sports and also glad to have you here on Pirate Radio Live. And, Jeff, uh, let's start with the NFL. I, last time we talked – I ran over some quarterback names with you for fantasy purposes. I was in a uh, taking part in a slow draft, and I waited too long, or I might have struck gold. The quarterback I ended up with, Jeff, is one Jalen Hurts. What is the outlook, in your opinion, on Jalen Hurts in 2021? Is he going to run enough to give me some points? Can he throw enough to, to give me a lot of points week in, week out? What do you think about Jalen Hurts?
2: Yeah, I think he's very intriguing, and this is someone that – you know, always gives you the, the the positive, the negative, and and makes you you know decide on your own. I think from a standpoint off the field, I think he's ready to go. He seems like a good kid. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's going to have a hell of a season. And I've heard a lot of good things out of camp. His stock is definitely up. Tonight will be a pretty cool indication as well. Looks like Devontae Smith going to play. You are going to see him a little bit more uh, tonight. I'll tell you what, from people up here that are obviously at practice and and watching some of this stuff, I mean they have raved about really everyone, which isn't always ideal, but a lot of guys have played well. A lot of people have liked what he's done, obviously, on the field. The receivers are making catches that, really, they haven't had uh, talent-wise uh, people doing there, so I'm excited. I think tonight will be a good indication next week as well. From what I understand, the receivers are doing good, as they said, and I think that helps Jalen. So, yeah, I uh, I think you could be confident. I'd have a backup plan, just in case, but um, you know, it's boom or bust. I would be much more interested in, in in boom at
4: this point. Jeff, uh, your Eagles tonight taking on the Patriots, the alone, standalone game tonight in the preseason. That is 7.30 on NFL Network. Patriots are a one-point favorite. Total is 38. I looked at week one preseason, Jeff, and one game hit the 40s, and that was it. Now, these total numbers are going to be kind of mid-30s to upper 30s. Uh, there is a game this weekend. It'll be the Jets and Packers with a total of 31 and a half, is what I'm seeing right now. So, obviously, low totals. Now, there's going to be some more starters play, and You mentioned uh, specifically Deontay, uh, Devontae Smith for the Eagles, and, and we're going to see maybe a few quarterbacks we didn't see the first week of preseason. But I don't know. Any thoughts on, on diving into these uh, preseason unders, or are you you staying away?
2: Yeah, I, I would definitely lean under here. I, I don't love the quarterback play, even. You know, from the number one quarterback that the New England Patriots have, uh, I don't, I don't really I don't like Cam Newton at all. Um, and look, Bill Belichick isn't very good in the preseason. It's just that simple. Um, you look at, you know, really in his career, um, he's a 50-50 bet. Um, he's not been good in the, the preseason ATS, especially these early weeks. I think the Eagles probably find a way to get it done. I like both these, uh, all these quarterbacks that they have. I think, um, I think they care a little bit more about the end. I, this is a young team. I think that. Really, I think was a little disappointed they didn't get the win last week. Uh, I think they'll be better tonight. And look, I don't love betting preseason, but I think the Eagles get the job done here.
4: Jeff Nadu joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Jeff, I got some some college football for you. I want to dive into anything in the uh, NFL since last we talked. Teams that you're you've changed your opinion on in the last week and a half or so. A team you're high on, a team you're low on. Anybody stand out to you? Uh, I
2: wouldn't say that. I I think I'm just kind of waiting for camp to kind of get in and get out and we'll see who's you know injured and who's not injured and where where teams are um we're just kind of you know two two or so weeks away and, and we're just kind of waiting it to for it to all shake out so i don't i don't think i necessarily have much to say just yet but um you know we'll, we'll kind of make some decisions as we get closer
4: have you watched uh hard knocks yet jeff no, I have not. Yeah, I've watched it. I, I It is a hate watch since it's the Cowboys. I, I hate everything about that organization. In years past, I have really gone either way too high or way too low on the team just from what I saw in Hard Knocks. I had to train my brain not to do that, but man i remember one year it was uh it was joe philbin with the dolphins i thought they were going to be the worst team in football i think they ended up like 500 or something that year they were way above what i thought they'd be so i try and look you can you can do this too with all the twitter reports you see the highlights you can really freak yourself out into thinking something's one way when in reality it's another way during uh preseason
2: Yeah, and I just, I guess I've just not been as interested in Hard Knocks. I feel like it's jumped the
4: shark a little bit. It was good. Well, it's very repetitive. Like, if this was the first time I was watching it, I'd probably enjoy it, but I've seen this a million times, you know.
2: Yeah, and it's like the same skits, like we the talent show, whatever hell thing they have, or or, or whatever. Um, You know, and, you know, with the Cowboys, it's always kind of dictated on what Jerry Jones is doing. And I just, watching him is like, (laughs) I don't even, I don't want to say it. Yeah, I'm with
4: you. Can't say it.
2: It's gag stuff to me. I'm going (laughs) to pass.
4: Uh, Jeff Nadu joining us. Jeff, during our college football conversations, a few teams that you uh, like this year, Western Kentucky, SMU. Uh, Give me another one, Jeff. Who do you like? uh, Let's go group of five uh, that you like uh, other than those two.
2: Yeah, you know, I continue to be – well, I I think I've talked to you before about Oklahoma. I mean, I I don't think I have to go down that road again. But, you know, i become – more and more infatuated clip with Georgia, you know, and and I look at their numbers. They continue to plummet. You know, I look at, really for me though, the the bet that I'm looking at is uh, is JT Daniels to win the Heisman Trophy. I I think he's going to have a hell of a season. I think defensively this team is really good. I love their skill position players. I I really just like everything that that they do down in Georgia. I think they're a team that we have to start talking about. I know we think it's just Alabama and, and Clemson and Ohio State, but I just really like everything they have, everything they do. I think Samir White's electric in the backfield. Uh, I think he takes a major step forward. At 12-1, to 1, I think he's a bit uh, too low, in my opinion. I like Georgia. But it, for me, it's all about Oklahoma. They're the team that I think could actually win this thing. Defensively, they're really good. I think they have the best quarterback in the country. Uh, They're ready to go. If you want me to go a little bit deeper, Power 5.
4: Hey, let me, uh, before you do, uh, real quick on Georgia. You know, they open up uh, right here in uh, the state of North Carolina and Charlotte against Clemson. I'm seeing Clemson minus 3.5 in that game. Uh, And I also heard you guys on uh, Pick Central talking about the over, uh, the total sitting at 52 in that game, which uh, I think uh, the consensus was that's uh, pretty low with these high-powered offenses. Good news is with Georgia, you know, if they win that game, uh, you know, they're in the driver's seat, and your your husband pick is looking great. If they lose, they still have plenty of makeup time, right jeff to to get themselves back in a situation to get into the playoff
2: yeah, I, and and again, that game's not going to mean a whole lot, I think in the grants game because it's it's two really good teams playing each other. But I also am a little concerned as well with with Georgia. There's some concerns I keep coming into the season with, you know, like they get a Gilbert who comes over from lSU. I, I read recently he's. Uh, out for personal reasons. I don't know what that has to do. What's going on there? Is is Kirby smart to blame? Who the hell knows? Um, I'm a little concerned there. I know George Pickens, he's out. So that's a bit concerning for me. I I need to see that he's healthy uh, and and good to go mentally to be in there. Um, But yeah, I I think to answer your question, I don't know how much it's going to really matter, frankly. Um, I think it's a great game. Both teams are going to play hard and it'll be a good game. But as far as Wisconsin you know the question for them is always you know is offensively are they good enough you know defensively you know they're really good but I like Graham Mertz and I thought you know before the COVID stuff that he dealt with last year I thought he was really effective we remember how weird the you you had to be out for what three weeks if you had COVID I mean it was just kind of screwed up the season for them and I think if he's healthy, um, they're a team to reckon with because defensively, they're really good.
4: Notre Dame, uh, and I'll tell you why I brought this up, they play Wisconsin this year. A very interesting schedule, Jeff. They've got the the ACC games they play and then the traditional games with Navy, uh, Stanford, USC. But throw in Wisconsin, throw in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, What do you think about those games? We're looking at Cincinnati from the American as a team that could potentially run the table again. And then you've got a Wisconsin team that you like taking on Notre Dame as well. So, how do the Irish fare in in, in those uh, particular games, in your opinion?
2: Well, I'm hearing pretty good things about Jack Cohen, uh, the new quarterback. Um,
4: Formerly a Wisconsin, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah. comes over from Wisconsin. Um, You know, I think they're always good. They're not good enough. I mean, I think they'll they'll be in the the conversation, but do they have the ability to get up and over? They have a very tough schedule, as you alluded to. Um, Throw in the fact they also have to play some really – other tough – I mean, Toledo's a good football team. Purdue's a solid football team. USC's really good. UNC, um, you know, Georgia Tech will be improved. So, you know, there really isn't a lot of autom- – they don't have any, you know, just like layups really outside of the Navy, Virginia. A what of is clubs. their
4: win total, Jeff? i got to look it up. That is a pretty brutal run they have this year. I'll look up no, the uh, – It really
2: is. Yeah. I think when you, when, you, when you look at it, you know, I always like them, but they're a team that I'm not – running the bet on every year just because their win total is tough. Eight
4: and a half, so, yeah. There's uh... you
2: no know Deshaun Kaiser on this team. I mean, uh, Cohen's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if he's even Ian Book. So uh, we'll see. I- I'm not I'm not real interested. I- I'm never really too interested in them because I don't think they're ever much of a factor anyway.
4: of a uh, schedule for Notre Dame, total at 8.5 right now for the Irish. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Jeff, have you you looked into Week 0 yet? I guess the headliner, if there is one, would be Nebraska and Illinois, but there's some other games coming up, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Uh, Will you be involved in Week 0 this year? Uh,
2: Likely, yeah. I think I'll be – probably buying into the Hawaii magic a little bit. I think UCLA is a bit overvalued in that game. I like them this year. I, I think they improved, but I don't think they are almost three touchdowns better than Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii is still a good football team. Um, they still have some kids. Shevin Cordero is a good quarterback. I, I like what they have out there. Um, so you know, to give them 17 and a half, is a bit, uh, that's a bit high. I, I would put it more towards, I don't know, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, personally. seventeen and a half's hot.
4: UCLA, excuse my East Coast bias, but they're, to me, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Where is Chip Kelly right now? Is he safe, hot seat? Well, what's the take on Chip Kelly in L.A., Jeff?
2: I think this year he's got to start to show something again. I mean, you've had some pretty bad teams, frankly, recently. Um, You know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson has been okay. He's definitely gotten better. But, you know, really, when when you look at Hawaii, though, did they lose – Rolovich, yeah, but I, you know, I thought Todd Graham did a pretty decent job last year in nine games. Todd Graham, we know that, yeah, we know offensively they have the ability. I mean, they're really good. They can score points. They always have a great receiving core. Um, They have kids on this team, you know, three or four of them that can catch fifty passes. Um, You know, they have always had trouble running the football, but they're a passing offense. We know what the run and shoot's all about. Uh, Defensively, they. We're one of the better teams that I think a lot of people didn't expect last year. They also bring in two transfers on the defense, one from Oklahoma, one from Utah. Big Samoan kids that I think are going to be really good for them. 17-and-a-half, uh, that is an odd line, a very odd line. It wouldn't surprise me if Hawaii won the game.
4: All right, I'll uh, I'll I'll start that one. You said Todd Graham. I had to chuckle a little bit. I remember him. Uh, Todd Graham, the traveling man, uh, as we called him. He was at Rice, Tulsa, Pittsburgh, and Arizona State in a matter of six years, Jeff. Four jobs, head coaching jobs in six years. He got around and now finds himself uh, out on the island in Hawaii.
2: Yeah, he's been around for sure. (laughs) Uh, We we all know that. But I'll tell you another thing real quick. Hawaii is a group, as I said up front, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, They added, like I said, a lot of kids. I think for a team that I think is going to have to almost depend on the run a little bit in UCLA – um, I don't know if that's a great matchup. I'm blown away at this price. I've already bet it all right, seventeen.
4: Jeff, uh, how significant is it? Because people ask me all the time about the line for ECU and Appalachian State, which started at like 14. Did it get over 14 and a half? It was like 13 and a half, 12 and a half, 11 and a half. Last time I looked, it was 10 and a half. So how, how significant is that drop? What does that tell you about the East Carolina Appalachian State game, Jeff?
2: Well, I, I think it tells you that, you know, the smart money is taking ECU. I think they're just kind of banking on it's going to be kind of a shootout-y type of game, and and, and, and you know, 10, 12 points is going to be viable, you know. But, you know, look, we got to remember, App State's a good team. Chase Bryce is a good quarterback. I mean, this is a guy that played at Clemson. Um, you know, these are these are a team every year that's always a factor in the Sun Belt. I think the Sun Belt's one of the better – Smaller conferences, we don't give it enough credit. Yeah. Some bad teams, but most of that conference is always very solid. Um, you know, I, I, I think to answer your question, it's good that you have sharp money on your side for sure. But uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. Are they better enough to better or good enough defensively? ECU, mm. I'm not so sure.
4: That's the question. A lot of young defensive linemen for the Pirates, veteran group at the linebacker, and for the most part, uh, the defensive backs as well. But that D line, the way App State likes to run the ball. That is the biggest concern at this point. Two weeks away from East Carolina, App State, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. We'll be with you, 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us during the Bud Light pregame tailgate to talk East U App State. And, Jeff, that Thursday night, man, there's a ton of games uh, going on, including uh, right there, Temple and Rutgers. And, boy... Uh, what a difference a few year years makes in this matchup, right? You got Rutgers as a 14-point favorite. This two or three years ago. Temple is like a 21-point favorite in this game probably, Jeff.
2: Yeah, how quickly uh, Temple has fallen, man. Yeah. Uh, you lose Anthony Russo. I mean, the quarterback play was wretched last year uh, without him. Uh, defensively, they have gone off a complete cliff. I mean, they were just so bad last year. They lost a lot of talent this year as well. Isaiah Graham Mobley, the linebacker, moves on, lost a lot of talent there. Rod Carey sucks. Bad hire. Uh, and, you know, what a difference a couple of years makes. Rutgers, a couple of years ago, was losing, you know, 68 nothing. Now they're two touchdown favorites in a game. Crazy.
4: And uh, what a difference a coaching makes. You, you can look at that matchup right there with Kerry and Shiana, right, to, to show you how much coaching matters. In uh, college football. Yeah,
2: exactly. You hire a loser and you're a losing pro. You hire a winner and you're a winning
4: (laughs) pro. Jeff, uh, man, this talking football with you is awesome. So glad it's back. We uh, will have some real football games next Saturday. So we'll really dive in to the uh, week zero slate and, you know, the week one slate as well. Talk more NFL with you. Uh, Anything else you got going on in the sit down podcast continuing to roll on strong?
2: Yeah, 20th episode out this week. Uh, very happy with it. Did it on Tony Ducks Corallo. A lot of people don't know about him, but really interesting guy. We answered some questions and uh, had a great time as always. The, the podcast clip is is doing very well, better than I ever thought it would. And uh, we're, we're kind of building a bit of an army, so I'm happy with it. Thank you for having me on as always.
4: Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, talking some football which will continue on uh with the big man and with all of our guests next week here on pirate radio live let's take a time out come back we'll wrap up hour number one get you ready for our number two ronnie woodward from the daily reflector will join us talk all things ecu football get our bud light ecu report what has he seen what has he learned from fall camp thus far as it concludes got a second uh spr- scrimmage coming up on saturday what does he want to see in that as well we'll uh Get his thoughts and answer your questions, comments regarding Pirate Football as well. You can drop them in the Facebook Live chat on Twitter or give us a call, 317-1250. As we'll talk Pirate Football with Ronnie Woodward at 4, we'll wrap up hour number one after this.
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University enc.com Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Ron. All
4: right, we are two weeks away from Pirate Football. We'll talk Pirate Football with Ronnie Woodward coming up at 4 o'clock. Ryan Robinson joins Troy and I at 5 o'clock to give you all the uh, behind the scenes and all the info you need regarding Uh, tickets and and all that good stuff for the 2021 East Carolina football season, including the opener against Appalachian State. Um, Speaking of football, here's a football question from the latest edition of Pirate Radio Trivia, which you can check out on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV and you'll be notified when all of our new videos drop, including this program, The Brian Bailey Show, all of our post-practice interviews, which will soon be post-game uh, interviews with ecu football so make sure you're subscribed to that pirate radio trivia brought to you by white claw hard seltzer and aj mcmurphy's this was our recent matchup with rob and allen i was told beforehand that these two gentlemen had uh nc state backgrounds so uh i had a, a couple of nc state questions and as you'll hear some things don't go as planned uh, during trivia, we have to change the rules as I'm seeing some brand new Touchdown Friday shirts with Brian Bailey here in studio. Looking forward to Friday night. Here's uh, how it sounded on the most uh, recent edition of Pirate Radio Trivia. In Phillip Rivers' final game, NC State defeated this team 28-6 to in the Gator Bowl. Notre Dame. That is correct. The Fighting Irish. Wait a
0: second. What was that question I did?
4: Uh... Two thousand let's see, twenty eight to six in the Gator Bowl, NC State defeated He said Philip
0: River's finals?
4: That was his last game, right? Yes it It was.
0: was. His last game was against Kansas.
7: And then, unfortunately, I want to look that one up. I think Philip Rivers' last ball game was. But against that wasn't Kansas the question. Season. Oh, so he played
4: a year after that. Yes, he
7: played. He played was his junior. That was his junior year. Yeah, that his was his junior year. year. Yeah. So oh. you know what? I'm gonna
4: give Allen a point. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> First time ever, Allen has answered a question. In a question, question inception, yeah, and gets the point. The question inception. My goodness, it's a new rule. Yeah, a new rule. If you question can answer inception. a question within the question, you get a point. Wow! Look, this we make up rules as we go here Impressive. on, uh, on Pirate Radio Trivia. All right, uh, your question, Alan. In 2005, NC State shut out this current American team that was playing in their first bowl game, 14 to nothing, in the Monarchy Car Care Bowl. 2005, NC State shut out this current AAC team. Uh, 14 to nothing. It was their first bowl game this team was playing
6: in. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I know it was a Florida team. Well,
4: that narrows it down. If you are correct.
6: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's a Florida team. I'm going with uh south florida University.
4: all of a sudden alan with the question inception and getting that one correct has made it a four to two ball game
8: i like it i right. like
4: competition <laughs> now we're getting somewhere yeah. <laughs> all right there was uh alan and rob one round where they both uh hit the correct answers there you can check out the episode in its entirety on youtube Uh subscribe to pirate radio tv and that was a fun matchup because those two guys actually challenged each other Uh, We have some other games lined up for the future weeks. But if you would like to participate, if you have a rival, a friend, an enemy you would like to face in uh, Pirate Radio Trivia, you can uh, tweet me, email me, clip at dot 1250com get up with me, and I will get you on for a game. And you can uh, find out if you are smarter than your pal so uh just let me know we're having a lot of fun with pirate radio trivia brought to you by white claw hard seltzer and aj mcmurphy's the winner of each game gets a 12 pack of white claw hard seltzer a gift card to aj mcmurphy's and also uh some awesome other goodies mixed in there as well all right let's take a time out we'll come back hour two of pirate radio live on the way ronnie woodward will join us inside the pirate radio studios we gotta fly fly in the studio Shirley and Chandler have not moved a muscle they're not going to help me out it looks like I'm on my own here fly in the studio it's going to distract me the rest of the show I'll see if I can kill it during the break not kill it gently remove it from the studio is what I'm going to try to do
1: in other words you're going to kill it
4: I'm going to smash the hell out of it (laughs) I want guts and blood All right, Roddy Woodward joins us when we return after these words.
0: you're listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show
1: Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at BrowningwoodAuto.com or visit them on Gringle Boulevard. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip rock
4: Thank you, Shirley. And also thank you for keeping my name alive while I was gone. I heard you introduce Troy as Clip Brock. Uh, least once. yeah,
1: I tried. Tried. It was just like have my it brain. Too hard w-
4: to kick, right?
1: Well, sometimes your brain goes on autopilot. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened.
4: All right, uh, Shirley's here. Chandler's here. Chandler will not be here on Friday because he will be preparing to call Whiteville football, 2021. The season gets underway. Chandler, who's the first matchup for Whiteville in 2021? We have North Brunswick. North Brunswick stew. You're scorpions t- you're gonna turn them into stew what's the line on that game
5: uh three and a half
4: all right i'll take uh i'm gonna buy half a point i'm gonna take him how's the kicker kicker's pretty pretty good all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna buy half a point what about the long snapper oh man how's the operation long
5: snapper is actually pretty impressive have they asked you if it's the same guy from last year he's pretty impressive
4: have they asked you to help out show some technique well if he goes down we might have to pull a south carolina <laughs> add me to the active roster <laughs> all right there you go we got conley football coming your way on these airwaves on friday night how awesome is that high school football is back i think in a uh a past life our next guest used to join us every week hell we were doing videos at one point ronnie woodward all over on the high school beat there's been a great uh great coaching tree that ronnie developed uh jordan anders yep danny stapp
3: yeah
4: got it. he was a cool dude i still follow him on twitter yeah um who else i remember doing videos after that oh keeter jake keeter another interesting fellow me
9: and jordan were on the video thing for a while though
4: yeah jordan i remember doing some videos with castleberry as well yeah, back in the day that was fun
9: we were the ogs of that
4: uh so high school football is back really had a good time talking to the coaches leading up to the season uh i think farmville central's got a good one i don't know how it's going to translate this year because uh, they are down but ron cook uh, i like him a lot we talked to perry owens put some ranch on it earlier this week along with all uh, the other pitt county coaches so uh all right we'll get into ecu football but man we got some breaking news we have a, an ecu basketball non-conference schedule we got opponents baby we got dates we got uh, uh we don't have a lot of tip off oh, it's only
9: the non-conference
4: yes oh, the okay. non-conference schedule i
9: purposely didn't look
4: ronnie has not looked at it yet so we're gonna go game by game with ronnie woodward uh, i don't know instead of going win-loss maybe we should do like interest level there you go unfortunately interest level is going to be very low on these opponents i'll go ahead and tell you that okay um and also while i'm thinking about it let me pull up the uh myrtle beach tournament because it, i don't know if it has all the uh the games for that on the schedule as of yet myrtle beach Invitational. all right so ronnie the season okay. opens up tuesday november 9th against south carolina state okay you fired up for that one
9: it's the opener why not
4: okay yeah um the following game will be friday november 12th against canisius d canisius canisius Canisius, what is their mascot that is a cool looking thing looks
9: like a uh, squirrel of some kind flying squirrels maybe
4: i'm gonna say no oh that's the griffins eagle or something the griffins so uh Not and being
9: confused with the gryphons of rocky mount correct this is like glenn griffins <laughs> <Not> <laughs> G-R-Y. the
4: big dogs <laughs> um griffin is a creature that has the back legs of a lion the head and wings of an eagle that is a griffin and so it's a
9: combo deal
4: the griffins will be in town coming up on uh that'll be friday november 12th
9: well canisius is a cool first name like school name and i'm pretty amped up about that mascot now mm-hmm. so i think i like the canisius game better than south carolina state all right it's on the logos in school alone or not look the mascot in the school
4: did you finish your sentence that's it sometimes you leave me hanging do i yeah
9: well my wife and people tell me that i talk too long
4: so i've told you i'm trying to work on you're trying to be more concise myself like three times (laughs) all right south carolina state canisius and the week isn't over yet folks three games in a span of five days the pirates on sunday 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 will take on the fighting Castleberries of western carolina yeah the catamounts coming to greenville all right so then the pirates will get a few days off before traveling to myrtle beach for the myrtle beach invitational and this is the uh this is the name that's game that's when it gets real this yeah. is uh the the biggest challenge of the non-conference slate pirates will take on the oklahoma sooners that game will be on either espn2 or U. and chandler um i believe we have already said we're going to do a watch along for this one right so uh ronnie if you're not in myrtle beach you want to come mm-hmm. hang out you're that, you're welcome to do it
9: that looks like a good
4: game Fun. i like
9: the next game too
4: it'll be good against option. either indiana state the sycamores or old dominion the uh, monarchs and then that following game will be on sunday so they'll play thursday the 18th friday the 19th and then on sunday against against either we have a look at a bracket here I guess one of these other teams, right? So it'll yeah, be New Davidson, Mexico. New Mexico State, Penn, or Utah State. Okay. Either way, a pretty good team.
9: Utah State years. makes the tournament like every year in yeah. that conference.
4: Davidson's They're always too. good. Uh, we've seen Penn make the tournament before.
9: New Mexico State, we might have to do a Sean Williams check on that.
4: Ooh.
9: Or did he go to New Mexico?
4: It was one of them. Ah. I'm gonna say it was New Mexico State. I think so too. Let's uh, let's look at their basketball roster. That is a really good call. And this is, this is uh, off the is cuff, this right? last year's roster. They do not have one for this year.
9: He would be on last year's if he went to that school. Um, Might have been New Mexico. Okay. Oh, man.
4: <laughs> Hell of a try. But do not see Sean Williams. Maybe it was New Mexico. Okay, keep going. I'll look it up. All right. So after we return from Myrtle Beach, which Cy Seymour has says we have the advantage there because all these other schools they're not used to the beach but we are so what do you got new mexico state
9: are they the aggies they are right yeah New mexico state the
4: lobos are new mexico
9: he's on 19 and 20
4: but not on 2021 didn't make it to 2021 probably transferred to another school all right uh the pirates return home and by the way according to this east carolina does not have a road non-conference game they're going to play all either at home or at neutral sites. Um, Coppin State, who is always one of the worst schools in Division I basketball, will take on the Pirates. East Carolina Did faces Old Dominion.
9: I want to see them play twice.
4: Could be That'd a be rematch fun. situation.
9: The Sycamores are a great opponent, the for that second game.
4: Yeah, so we'll, uh, we could see Old Dominion twice. Gardner-Webb. Tim Kraft comes home. <laughs> I like trying to give each game a, uh, yeah. a... Tim Kraft, former ECU assistant, will be in Minji's with his running Bulldogs, who made the, the tournament program, two yeah. years ago. And I think they missed out last year, but yeah. had, a, had a pretty good team. Uh, North Carolina A&T is on the schedule. Always
9: an interesting game.
4: Tell them to bring me my money.
9: No matter the sport. Yeah. I think they beat ECU in basketball in Menchies. Lebo era? That Lebo year that became the Michael Perry? It, they they did it one year. Okay. I don't know exactly what year.
4: I do know that Liberty has won in Menchie's Coliseum, but this game will be in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Basketball Hall of Fame shootout December 17th on a Friday. The Pirates will take on Liberty. And then I like this one, Ronnie. Southern Miss back in Menchie's like Coliseum.
9: That. Conference USA?
4: To, uh, to face the Pirates, an uh, old Conference USA foe so that is the non-conference schedule um pretty much a, so what year yeah, was that Those final game his final game
9: it was a lost T.
4: wow he needs to get back he what is he an assistant in north carolina now he's got to so. get that last loss off uh, he's got a bad taste in his mouth his last game because the
9: uncw was the next game for ecu they won uh let me check in perry's first game you know like perry's first game was emotional win okay the coach all right yep. first game so that was it
4: good memory there ronnie woodward and we know the football situation with a&t johnny gardner has uh at arkansas pine bluff Oh, who is he? Maybe he's saying, oh, Sean Williams. Oh, okay. Johnny Gardner is our basketball guy. A minute ago, but... Yeah. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Good work there, Johnny G, our okay. uh, our basketball unpaid intern who uh, has all the news and notes. Uh, so, yeah. I don't
9: think it's bad. There's a couple d- duds in there, I guess, but I, there's some intriguing...
4: Matchups. the Myrtle Beach Invitational is great yeah I, I like Old Dominion I'm okay with Gardner Webb that'll be a fun game I'm okay with a uh Liberty is good and but that's it Charlotte I like the Southern Miss game all right so, so it's not terrible I mean
9: through the again Canisius we've learned is really cool in the last 10 minutes
4: that's not a fun <laughs> game Ronnie you can't <laughs> so, sell me on that one
9: okay but if you get through that <sighs> then the rest of them are bad and I like the Canisius game
4: they're like, gonna start three and oh right would think so yeah you would think so probably uh pick up a few battle scores in the myrtle beach invitational and then coming out of that old dominion uh, we will see gardner webb will be a good game i think ronnie says watch out for a&t liberty University. the pirates will be an underdog and southern miss it's
9: a good game to i like on. i
4: like the southern miss game yeah. also didn't mention this yesterday do you know uh, what NBA champion Ronnie will be coming to Minji's Coliseum this year? Well, you got a few of them. Like actually. a coach. Yes. Did you see the latest hire, Rashid Wallace? Oh
9: yeah, for Memphis, right? For
4: Memphis, along Larry with Larry Brown, Brown Penny. Uh, the weirdest coaching staff in America uh, will be in Minji's Coliseum this upcoming season.
9: Speaking of Rashid Wallace, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was gonna tell you. I watched today. Um, with my mom and she was actually into it for a little bit watching the little one um netflix has a malice at the
4: palace i watched it doc oh you have yep you were ahead of me watched it uh, over the weekend i
9: thought it was pretty good no still. i watched it
4: when i got back from uh from jersey actually it was
9: like an hour it wasn't a huge investment it was okay there was some reggie miller love for sure so i liked that yeah uh it was entertaining i was into it it was um You didn't learn a whole lot new, I don't think.
4: Man, what a scumbag that guy is that came on the court. Not just for coming on the court, but for all these years later, blaming other people, (laughs) calling... Can I say the B word on radio? He called Jermaine O'Neal a bitch, and this guy's leaving the arena on a stretcher and like complaining about being punched because he went on the court? I hate that guy he is the they worst the
9: money out of that i'm assuming
4: the absolute worst what a human piece of garbage that guy is um but the documentary was interesting yeah it was and he's in it check it out yes okay all I right it, so never mind. ecu basketball led us to uh the mouse in the palace documentary on netflix now is a good breaking point let's take a break we'll come back and willie will uh hit ecu football hard What has Ronnie Woodward learned through this fall camp? What is he looking forward to Saturday at the scrimmage? Uh, And what are his overall thoughts on Pirate Football heading into the opener two weeks away? You going to Bank of America, Ronnie? That's the plan. All right. uh, We'll talk to you live at Bank of America on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. If he's not there, he'll be in studio. I got a text today from
9: Igo that his credential is not approved yet.
4: Hmm, Drama. interesting.
9: He was like, Is yours been? I was like, Yep, got it the other day. Wow, is Hoist the
4: Colors getting shunned in 2021? He, he
9: applied way before me. God,
4: I hope he doesn't get approved. That would be such a like, great storyline. Man.
9: So, according to the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, he, I got an approved
4: credential. From a storyline standpoint. I hope Igo does not get approved for that game. God, that'll be so awesome. He'll be there. I know. He will. I'm going to see if I can make a call and be like, look, don't let this hoist the colors. Like, rivals.com, Mark Lindsay, approve his 100%. This Igo guy, no way. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. We'll talk Pirate football when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime. At PirateWear.com, UVE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UVE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Broad.
4: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday coming up in hour number three of today's show. Double R, Ryan Robinson will be in talking Pirate football, tickets, all the other good stuff that you want to know heading into the 2021 ecu football season they'll join troy d and i coming up on pirate radio live will also make you a winner chandler honeycutt played the role of santa shirley yesterday and gave away a large two topping pizza from domino's we'll see what we have in the booty bag for you on this thursday coming up in hour number three all right ronnie let's talk some east carolina football second scrimmage coming up this saturday um we try to we ask questions we get answers we try to find storylines for this thing and I try not to like overhype things but hearing Donnie Kirkpatrick hearing Mike Houston this week this is a pretty important scrimmage for uh, a lot of individuals including I think, namely, the backup quarterback position yep. is under a microscope in this scrimmage on Saturday. Also, Steven Igo asked Mike Houston if he'd like to have his depth chart kind of set after this scrimmage. And I think he broke it down the best way he could. Generally speaking, I think the answer is yes, but there's a lot of positions where there's a 1A, 1B. There's a lot of positions that the battle will continue even on into the season. So. He'd like to have a set depth chart, but the way Houston answered that question, I think, was, you know, practice is going to keep going on throughout the season, and there's a lot of positions that are so close a depth chart might not even matter at some of these spots. So yes. let's start with uh, let's start with the backup quarterback because is it unnerving to you that Mason Garcia hasn't grabbed the reins for that yet, or do you think he has, and they're just not saying that? Do you think it's a real open competition right now? Um. I asked you like seven questions. Uh, I know.
9: Then. I, I want to say it's a to me it's a combo of the first two maybe that which was what I forgot. <laughs> the first already. one was like is it unnerving he hasn't done it and then
4: has not- he done it but they're saying it's open.
9: Yeah, I don't think it's that. Yeah. I think it's the maybe public challenge, you know, like when coaches kind of purposely
4: They want him put to out get some it. Some stuff. Yeah.
9: out you know, of hey, you know, like challenging a player Go take this, you know. Um, and it—it's not that it's only Mason. I mean, it, Coach Houston has publicly said pretty consistently the last like week, week and a half. Whoever wants this, go take it. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody kind of expects it to be Mason, so I think that's the, the first one in that kind of challenge of go take it is, hey, Mason, go do this.
4: Houston has a pretty good track record of practicing what he preaches in that yeah. regard because just look at the running backs last year, right? Yeah. Nobody had Harrison Mitchell playing all the, as much as they did. And they they did. earned it, yeah. and they, they showed it on the field.
9: So I think that's what that is. And, and you know, if you look at the stats, Mason didn't have a, you know, a good scrimmage, um, but – Nobody, I mean, Ehlers, you know, was pretty solid, it looks like, but it's not like the offense tore it up. So, uh, yeah, I still think it is just a a public challenge for somebody to go do it. Um, Garcia has all the physical skills to do that. There's a reason why he started last year when Ehlers was out against Navy. Um, Don't spill that now. Uh, It's a bummer. So, yeah, I mean, Alex Flynn is just kind of solid, though. So maybe there's, you know, there's a chance maybe he starts as the number two on the depth chart but i think they want mason to be the guy and want him to go do it but at some point you can't just want somebody to do something you know they want him or Flynn to prove that they make the most sense so uh, i am pretty excited about the scrimmage when was the last time we got to watch like a full scrimmage uh the spring game is a little different but i feel like these fall scrimmages are especially the second one before the first game is uh is you know like full go. So is this thing game? open to anybody? I mean it, it's the way I read it.
4: We're going to have a scrimmage Saturday. Anybody yeah. who wants to see it can come I see think, it.
9: Yeah, which I've also thought I, I'm I'm curious of like this is like the regional baseball in me coming out of I love that it's meet the pirates and anybody can come but like the media could only do certain you know like i love that like if you're joe smith and you're not a media member, Uh, you can go
4: you have to jump through some more facebook
9: live the whole thing you can do whatever you want probably if you're sitting in the stands and like they can't get you but the media always has to be careful which is always interesting and you know like espn you can't shoot like brian bayland local tv guys right they can't shoot but if you're hey whatever sitting in row d seat eight Like, do your thing, you know, as long as you're not, like, a credentialed media member.
4: Well, if it is open to everybody, even if it's only open the whole thing to media, it tells me that this is going to be pretty bare bones. Uh, Like Like plays. There's going to be a lot of uh, running over the guard.
9: Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can (laughs) be right.
4: And some pretty basic stuff. But
9: either way, I'm curious to see just personnel. Who's grouped with who?
4: I kind of hope it is that. I wouldn't mind seeing a scrimmage of 40 straight run plays over the guard just to see... What individuals win their battles on the line? Yeah, to be honest with you. Yep, like that—that that would tell you a lot. How is this young D line performing? How is this offensive line, which I still haven't bought in, but there's hope that they're going to be a lot better than they were a year ago. How are they looking right now? So, I from what you've seen, Ronnie, let's uh, let's go there next. We talk backup QBs. Uh, well let's let's stick with QB for one minute this is a huge season for whole Nailers to take the next step yep is it important Saturday or uh not really I don't
9: think I think with him it's important to we confidence wise and oh well, well know. sure yeah. like well, he's he's got a I hate to say it, it's not. He doesn't have to win games, but he's got to lead the team to win more games and take that. Yes, yeah, I now mean,
4: he's got to be more accurate. He's got to get more help. Yeah, all of that has to happen. We kind of know what he is in practice
9: um, at this point. Everybody does. Uh, which is an interesting dynamic that I asked him and Coach Houston a few weeks ago. Like, how do you challenge Ayler's on Saturday and during practice? He knows the defense. He knows the offense, and vice versa. How do you test him? to get game like situations they have to do some different things because he's been there for so long and and has so many starts and and all that stuff so uh yeah i I don't think saturday is for him as much as it's what we talked about earlier that that number two spot
4: o-line wise ronnie again you you haven't been able to sit there for a full practice but uh, we've had some videos and pictures put out of the lines going head-to-head blocking each other so has any individual stood out to you uh we'll start with o-line
9: Uh, I think the the Avery Jones thing is still intriguing to me that he came in as a guard. He started a lot at guard. Fernando Fry was the starting center. And then it's always weird when somebody gets hurt. What's the baseball thing? Like Wally Pip? Yeah. Right? So Fry gets hurt.
4: Was it... no dimaggio's hitting street who was the uh who filled in for wally Cook? i can't
9: remember was <laughs> it Luke gary?
4: yes i believe right. it was the iron horse lou gary
9: i think it was um but yeah because of injuries at center avery jones goes to center during the spring and
4: keep talking oh,
9: yeah uh now he's the starting center and those guys are back and they're mainly playing guard or some reserve you know backup positions and stuff so it's i think that dynamic is interesting that
4: instead of doing the wally pip Lou gary let's do uh stringer gyro wilson
9: there you go (laughs) or shane Carden, rio johnson
4: (laughs) well that could be well but no that was the opposite of what happened right like rio lost his job due to performance shane lost his potential starting job due to a hand injury
9: uh that's true
4: but rio came out because he wasn't that good and shane and then yeah
9: State. yeah okay <laughs>
4: we're reaching. anyway yeah back to where we were before
9: yeah. uh Avery Jones I think if he's what they think he is and, and they want him to be I think that shores up the line a lot Sean Bailey's been kind of in and out um but looks to be back I'm trying to think of
4: here's a question I'm gonna ask till the end of time which is till the end of the off season okay Noah Henderson yeah when does he play
9: I think they how still how much want does he play to ease him along yeah. for the most part do you
4: see a scenario where week five week six he is the starting tackle moving forward No, I like... i
9: don't think so unless there's an injury to Malovic. wow mainly Malovic. i think Malovic and, and avery jones are the two guys that i would say are the most like stable you know whatever up front um nashad strother has been a tackle yeah maybe henderson can earn some playing time or split some time with him um, but I think Malvick, with his extra weight and his length, they want him to be a an everyday guy. Every day. That's like a baseball. Every down. Um, and I think Avery Jones the same way.
4: All right. Let's move on. I'll, I'll stay with the offense. Coach uh, Houston has, ta- has mentioned Pop McKay. Yeah. The old... Uh the old clip brock perk your ears up ronnie said that i'm not referring to myself in the third person oh yet. yeah
9: you're you're a <laughs> clip brock rule <drill. laughs>
4: when, uh, when you
9: hear a name unsolicited
4: yeah you kind of turn kinda, your head. Yeah. you
9: gotta pay attention to that
4: i uh, heard some pop mckay i think coach houston was referencing him earlier uh yesterday regarding yeah. the um the, for this scrimmage right like yeah. how is he gonna handle
9: it's almost like the second quarterback like who's gonna be the third running back you know who one and two are yeah or one and one A and one B, is kind of Mike Houston likes to describe it, and it and I like think
4: we go preseason style NFL preseason with Harrison Mitchell. We don't need to see them a ton no, on Saturday.
9: Keep them healthy.
4: I am excited to see who emerges uh, behind those guys yeah, on Saturday. I
9: think McKay is going to get the the shot, the first shot at it. um They recruited him hard. They really liked when they signed him, and uh, he's had some good moments. Um, and He's been up and down like any freshman. So I don't think they expect him to come in and, and play a ton, especially early. But you're one injury away in the, the running back room from getting thin all of a sudden. So they want him ready. And, uh, and yeah, I'm excited about him. And I think he can find a role and, and play some. But in ideal world, they're giving a lot of touches to Mitchell and Harris and doing it that way.
4: All right, Ronnie Woodward joining us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Receiver wise, uh, still a uh, a big group there behind your knowns uh, with Snead. Yeah, CJ. We'll count Omotosho as a known at this point. I
9: think so. They, he still really...
4: has a chance to kind of emerge into something. You know what? I, I, here's a hot take. Go for it. Uh, Igo was big on Hatfield or Calhoun being having the third most receptions. I get confused. Was it yards or receptions? I, I want to say receptions.
9: That would make sense. Maybe it was yards. Anyway,
4: I'm going to say omotosho takes a, a new uh, a next step. I'm going to buy into the the highlight video, so to speak, where I've seen him make some cool plays this off season. Okay, and so I'm going to say he turns into a, a, a different, a better player in 2021, and is a reliable big play, go-to guy for Holt Naylor's in the He could be number
9: two in receptions if he has a really consistent year. Yeah, Sneed.
4: I don't know how much I believe what I just said, but I think there is a chance, and I'm not going to write him off as just, uh, well, every now and then he'll make a play, and then he'll drop a couple passes. I'm going to say he becomes consistent this year.
9: The drops have been the issue with him. uh, But he hasn't been here very long either. So, to your point, he... um,
4: I would say he's been here a long time.
9: Not, well, he transferred in in 19, like preseason camp, and wasn't like, didn't know the playbook, and like wasn't, uh, you know, it took him a, a, most of the year to kind of fully get involved. And then so last year to me was kind of his first full year, if I have the timeline right.
4: Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
9: Cause he wasn't, he didn't play at UCLA. And then 19, he showed up like a week before the first game. Like, well,
4: this is his third year. I mean, he's, yeah but to your point
9: 19 was was tough
4: they really baby stepped him along yeah it feels like because he got here kind of late whatever. he got late
9: in 19 last year was his yeah was was
4: all right this is the year deal. for audio matosho you heard it here first i like it uh and again I, has anybody caught your eye I, i'm starting to lose hope on my andre piggies call
9: yeah tyler <laughs> uh, savage is the one
4: savage you hear a lot watching. from um the former quarterback hudson you hear yeah. quite a bit of. You like Savage. Savage is your guy.
9: I mean, I I honestly think, I think there's a big drop off. I think. Okay. I don't know how any fourth receiver, you know, Hatfield, maybe like Igo said, like really, really factors into it. To me, it's your three guys a receiver, your two running backs, and some version of tight ends. um I don't think anybody in the receiver room makes a. A major, you know, it doesn't become like a star or anything, in my opinion. I think they they throw a lot to Snead and Johnson and Omotosho. If the tight ends emerge, that kind of becomes the other weapon. So, yeah. All right, uh, like, and I don't think Savage is going to become a leading receiver this year, right? Over okay. the guys ahead of them, I guess. I think those three guys are your. You're probably balls, you're, you're, I like to say you're
4: probably right, but once Snead came in, he hit the ground running. Is there a, you know, I, I still think there's an opportunity for a guy we don't know quite yet yeah. to make uh, an I think impact.
9: I has that potential.
4: And he, Hadfield's a known, but he had a down sophomore kind of season. Down. Yeah. Whereas uh, his freshman year, like he, you know, Donnie Kirkpatrick kept talking about we got to find a way to get him the ball two yeah. or three times every game uh, specifically. So, all right. Well, there's your offense. Tight end. It seems like Shane Calhoun has emerged. Uh, Maybe and shoulders above the other guys to this point?
9: I think the most complete as far as what they're looking, blocking, receiving, you know, knowing the offense and stuff. Ryan Jones is still the wild card there to me just because of the talent. And I guess that's just like a – I don't know what the word is. Uh, it's, a, it's a sexy name type thing. Like when you have a transfer from Oklahoma, you're going to want to keep tabs on him. You know, I mean, that's just part of it. Um, if you transfer in from like another school – just the oklahoma thing has some luster to it and that lincoln riley was the coach there and you know he's well, got some talent
4: so that whole thing's lost its luster to me over the years with chase hayden and all yeah. of these guys coming but
9: in. I, my point is like arkansas versus oklahoma you know nah. if you get like to me there's like the alabama oklahoma ohio state who else do we put in that category okay Country. we
4: got worth gregory from alabama <laughs> but he was a punter
9: who the uh nigel not came from alabama
4: how'd that work that out didn't work out well yeah i, um, I don't so, care yeah i'm gonna pull a tom Beringer who played the role of um <laughs> let's see in the junction boys the old okay. uh who's the uh bear brunt yep i don't care who your mama is i don't care who your daddy is i don't care where they went to school ronnie they got a it's a clean slate with me you went to Bama, you went to NC Wesleyan. Doesn't matter. Line up.
9: Okay. I'm with
4: you. <laughs> My hard ass, Ronnie. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. When we return, we'll talk defense. We'll go down. That was kind of cool. I didn't really plan on doing it that way. But that I think worked. that's the best way to do it. Okay. Just go position group by position group. What have you seen? What do you Are want you to like? see? How will it translate uh, to the regular season? We'll do that when we return when uh Ronnie Woodward rejoins us here after this timeout. Weekends are made for A.J. McMurphys. Start your Sunday fun day at...
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
4: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. I started the show fired up. I have remained fired up. I will take that to an even higher level once Ryan Robinson joins us at 5 o'clock because he is always full of energy. He'll join Troy D and I here uh, on Pirate Radio Live to get you set for uh, what you need to know uh, for the upcoming ECU football season and beyond. It has been rocking and rolling around these parts with students, families, and uh, everybody going to UBE. Uh, I think everybody that's coming to East Carolina has entered the UBE doors over the last uh, couple of days. The parking lot has been jammed and, uh, kind of almost got the feel of a, a home game day when we're here with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate when UBE's like jam-packed for the first, say, two and a half hours. Then it starts to thin out. And then when we're 30 minutes before game, we're here in the building and we look outside and it's like a ghost town. It's kind of eerie because everybody has made their way over to Doughty Ficklin Stadium. We are two weeks away from kickoff uh, and the Bud Light pregame tailgate our start time, to get you ready for the 7.30 kickoff between the Pirates and Mountaineers. That line has continued to trickle down. App State a 10.5-point favorite as we sit here this very minute. All right, Ronnie Woodward and I have about 10 or so minutes to talk about the defense so far this fall camp. Ronnie, uh, Rick DeBru is a pretty rocked-up guy, surely, I would say. How is Yo, Rick DeBruze a pretty rocked up guy? How is he and rocked the up. defensive line? Is that not the best phrase ever? I like it. and kind of motivates me to want to get in shape just so I could say before I die that at one point I was a rocked up guy. I just you've always
9: been a brocked up guy. Oh boy,
4: that is that's wow. Was that supposed to be fun? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. Molly, that was it good. was bad, but good, and it was right up my alley. So, thank you. You're not you. that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. <laughs> rocked up guy uh how about the d line who have if anyone has stood out to you
9: yeah i'd say definitely d Braille. i'm sticking with d Braille until he tells this saturday you're such an antagonist
4: Bru- we don't know we're gonna what do you mean out. we don't know mike houston said rick debrew's a pretty rocked up guy
8: you know rick De a pretty <laughs> rocked up guy
4: well we also called
9: uh bryson warrell, warrell for you know like do you really i mean hey sometimes coaches aren't right either
4: you gotta go straight to the kid buddy of mine brandon manning was sitting beside alec makarevich's uh family and they notified him that we had been saying his name wrong exactly said of makarevich it's makarevich so uh maybe we need to hear it from the horse's mouth we do is rick debrew that's... a rocked up guy or is rick diabreu a rocked up guy that's you know, rick debrew is a pretty rocked up guy
9: that's one of the missions for saturday meet the pirates for me and i go okay. first and first and center, front who, and center
4: who outside of uh rock we, why don't we just call him rock there you go number 15 rock De rock.
9: uh he's thrown me off at camp a few times to, i'm out there in practice too because he's number 15 he's defensive line i'm like who is that guy gotta
4: be honest jenny and uh, glenn have done a great job covering these fall camps for us pictures video uh interviews uh fantastic job i am not up to date on my ecu numbers, numbers. i'll go ahead and admit it Ronnie. number change well yeah. he
9: used to be 55 52 yeah. somewhere in there it's still he weird for 15. me to
4: see bruce with a single digit yeah and he's I've been that, that way too. over a year i think at this point
9: no this will be he used to be 38 up until this season last year he wasn't single digit he was 38 I'm okay sure. all right but 15 on the line
4: that's weird i've
9: gone in the roster like man that guy had a good play i had you know same thing on a video or whatever and then I'm like oh yeah
4: tyler said, tweets in he's in uh oh that's a good point new dad ronnie woodward now rocking the dad jokes and what hey that's part of the gig it is you I get went, i bought a sam's club polo is <laughs> like wow. that's part of the gig too man you are you got like 10 years left to live once yeah. you start doing that you got it You gotta rep the game. You're gonna be a Sam's Club polo. You know what? While we're talking about it, um, see, I made one of the. You know the phrase "you get what you pay for." Usually that's true. Not in this case, because I got these shoes at. uh, These are uh, George's. Okay. I got them at a store in New Jersey called Walmart. Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple around here. Fifteen dollars. I figured they would fall apart as I walked out of the store, but they are the most comfortable shoes that I have ever owned, and I mean, what a buy, and Ronnie, uh, you'll experience this i got my daughter a new pair of adidas's that were around 80 bucks or so more than these yep i think these are still better and you feel good about it but buying uh little kids shoes is fun too because you can just buy like the micro size of really cool shoes yeah that that was one of my enjoyments um, of a very young toddler
9: i think a lot of pink nikes yeah purple and pink and whatever combos of of girly like serena williams gear
4: yeah but we're like yeah, really buy. cool shoes yep. yeah uh what the hell are we talking about the d-line rick the a rocked up camera. guy yeah um oh well, we we're talking about number changes anybody yeah. else on the d-line you know who we haven't talked about at all did you mention Jar wilson we ain't got there yet bro no he's not a lineman travion freshwater
9: yeah i think he's still m.i.a I, I, I mean, I've seen he's there. some decent things from him, but it, I think it's, it's still a reserve role. I mean, to me, it's Elijah Morris, yeah, and number fifteen Rick. Uh, <laughs> he, those two are the the starters, no question. The dudes up front, and I think they're trying to find what, you know, what's the next, whatever in line, the next set of guys. Because especially early in the year, defensive linemen, you rotate a lot. You have to. So that's that's something I am going to look for Saturday too. But I think that's the area where they're still still searching for that depth. Um, there is some others, uh, Xavier McIver. There is some other guys hmm. you mentioned. Oh, there's there is
4: a slew of young yeah. defensive linemen. And
9: who's going to be consistent and make those plays? I don't think they have the answers there yet. Still trying to figure it out.
4: But
9: uh, Rick uh, DeBrew, rocked up guy, has been he's been really good. I think he could be a a serious player for some years uh in this league and on this team
4: is jeremy lewis the starting rush in for the pirates two weeks from today
9: it sure looks like it okay um so yeah i would i'd say yeah him over chad stevens, stevens has you been mentioned smith a few the times side
4: yeah where is xavier smith playing
9: i mean i think he's gonna do a lot of shifting and rotating and whatnot but
4: because i think if you have him and he's effective at an end and you could have Bruce and who, Miles Berry, Aaron Barry, Ramsor. Or Ramsor.
9: Yep, in the middle.
4: Like I, I, I think Jeremy Lewis is a great athlete. I want to see what he can do. But the idea of having all those linebackers on the field, yeah. at the same time, excites me.
9: That's your like good solid first unit of like your best players. Pretty yeah,
4: much. and you want to and get the best guys on the. Field.
9: Yeah, like then it's where the depth pieces fit. But I'm with you. I think that's your best. Whatever we just said, six, pretty much two linemen, four linebackers. Or in you know, rush in, whatever it kinda is now. I don't even know linebacker, outside linebacker, rush end, Xavier Smith, Jeremy Lewis, roll, whatever you want to call it. And then the, the guys in the middle who are all veteran guys,
4: I'm with you. Gerard Stringer got Wally pipped. He uh or yeah, did he, he be somewhere in there. Or did sure. he? He uh got hurt. Jaira Wilson came uh, on the scene and looked great in his first year uh as a key member of the pirate defense, but it sounds like Stringer's come back really strong, Ronnie.
9: Yeah, yeah, I think. And Blake Harrell is one. When I had an interview with Harold during the summer, he mentioned that well before camp that.
4: Well, that was his first look at yeah, Stringer. That's
9: exactly like last year he was out, and he said so he didn't really know a whole lot about him. Yeah, I like, man, this guy's pretty good. Like it's the first time, it's like I'd a really, new recruit. Yeah, like seeing him move around. So, yeah, I mean the secondary if you count stringer and wilson as the secondary safeties you know whatever their weird type of role is as well is has a, so many names
4: i'm so. very high on the secondary now there is a problem if you if you can't get a pass rush your secondary can so. look like garbage but yeah. uh when you talk about mcmillan and what he's done thus far and johnson and fleming no and- johnson's
9: at a huge camp uh, the new Bill Hickman's been good. The
4: newcomer DJ Ford at safety. Yep. Everything I've heard, at just hearing him talk, how mature he is. It sounds like, and uh Juan Powell. It was either Xavier Smith or Bruce Bivens said Ford was humble, and a guy coming from North Carolina yeah. as an upperclassman. How many transfers have come in, Ronnie, and just expected to have a job? It yeah. sounds like Ford was the opposite of yeah. that. And, and
9: I've seen Ford a lot on the second team defense and some different team on team stuff which speaks to the depth uh, again i think he's a probable starter or definitely no that's a, good news um, a, a, a whatever impact guy but i've seen some times where he's with the number twos going against mason garcia in the second offense juan powell's a player that was what i was going to say the yesterday i asked houston about the secondary what we're talking about how's who's kind of been mm-hmm. the leaders how how's this thing fitting the first name he said was juan powell and it's like, okay, first name that he said, you noticed. Then he mentioned Warren Saba is the veteran guy. Yeah, yeah he mentioned Saba. I and mean, that's that's the thing. There's If Powell has had a really good camp, and if he's a starter, then that means it's, it's booting out a Saba or a Ford or Stringer or somebody. So.
4: You know what else? I, this should be, no excuses, this should be, and I'm expecting this to be the best kick coverage and punt coverage unit we've seen in years with that's all like this depth, depth yeah. at... At, at backer Demetrius but Boone. more so even at at second in the secondary and Demetrius Mooney, the way they talk about him just like flying around wanting to tackle everybody, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like he's tailor made, Ronnie, for kick coverage and punt yeah. coverage. Uh
9: Tegan Wilk is another one.
4: Oh uh, safety, yeah.
9: He's been he's had some good moments. I've seen some good stuff from him. And he's you know probably not a starter. I don't think he's gonna start over those other guys. But yeah, that's special teams. That's a depth piece in there. Uh Cruz Temple is a freshman who's, who's been pretty good but yeah still a freshman so he's kind of you know trying to figure it out but um yeah the, the, the but you mentioned the, the defensive line is tied with the secondary so that yeah. whole dynamic um is interesting because i like those two defensive linemen but after that it, it's kind of who can you depend on that pairs with the secondary
4: it's going to be interesting well it goes both ways the d-line uh can make your or the secondary can make your d-line look better and yeah. if they can hold their coverage an extra half second yep two seconds whatever
9: dj ford has got to be a an impact guy because again that's something new from last year and the year before that we didn't know you know if it's the same guys well we know that kind of looks like even if they progress but dj ford is is totally new and, and stringer is kind of new to some extent as well so
4: yeah uh ronnie we got a couple minutes left who is the starting uh punter and kicker man be? i sa-
9: saturday i'm pretty juiced up to watch the field goals as <laughs> lame as that is. wow <laughs> like, i, I get it i
4: understand like
9: there's never i mean i looked up today because i wrote a story on john young gave us like the best insight on the kicking battle yesterday. Yesterday. he was great <laughs> yesterday he was awesome i i instantly like journalism mode clicked in my head like you know what I need to ask John Young about the kickers because the coaches are going to be coaches but John Young and he still didn't say like who's the best but he kind of talked about what it's been like but I don't know honestly I mean it looks like Owen Daffer is the first name mentioned a lot of times and he kicked in the spring game made a couple field goals but that's also because some of these other guys weren't here yet so I think Young is the punter okay I'd like to see maybe... I think i go ask this question. Maybe they have a kickoff guy and a field goal guy.
4: With all those kickers, you might as well. Like, if one can kick longer but doesn't have accuracy, make him your kickoff guy.
9: Maybe there's some combination, but I I don't know. I mean, it, it... if i had to pick i'd say maybe daffer just because i know that name more than the others but
4: okay
9: i do want to check that out honestly saturday to see how they they do all
4: yeah. right ronnie we are out of time that was a uh a good hour of football talk with a little basketball talk mixed in so Packed um down. would you like to do some over unders next week yeah we do it for baseball that's a good point i don't know if we've done it for football i think Still. me maybe it was me Igo and i go and i can't remember but uh How about I plan that for one day next week?
9: Next Thursday? You
4: want to shoot for Thursday again? I
9: like the Thursday at 4 o'clock slot.
4: Thursday, 4 o'clock. ECU football over-unders for the 2021 season will be coming your way. (laughs) Shirley, let's get a break in. We'll come back Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live on the way. Troy D will be here. Ryan Robinson will join us as well. More Pirate Football talk on the way, and we'll make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. It's all ahead. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this.
3: (laughs)
0: listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by carolina heartscapes making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace pool walkways fire pits or more then carolina heartscapes is the place to call get started on your dreams today at carolina heartscapes on fire tower road across from bostick sun furniture now back to the show
1: welcome back are you someone who's been waiting before trying cbd ENS Hemp is the area leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at ESHempCompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clipper on.
4: Hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday, two weeks away from kickoff. Two weeks from right now, we'll be in the middle of the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you ready for East Carolina and Appalachian State, Troy D is alongside. Hello, Troy. Man, you read my mind, Clip.
8: I was just uh, thinking about that. How two weeks from right now we will be neck deep in the Bud Light pregame tailgate show. And you know how fast two weeks goes by at this time of year. It's going to seem snap like of a the week. Finger. Two weeks is really going to seem
4: like a week. That's what I think. It's coming. Yeah. And we are fired up and ready to go. We're
8: going to talk a lot of football today in Eastview Athletics. Lots to catch up on and talk about with Ryan Robinson, who was like the... Uh, i have to get his new... T- you know, he's got a new title now. This is the first time we've had him on officially since being named director of the Pirate Club. That's right. So, you know, he's still assistant athletic director. But now he's in charge of fundraising for the athletic department. So we'll talk to Ryan about that and all the... Other things as they get ready for a September 11th kickoff, first home game in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It'll be the first time uh, fans have been back in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in full force. And what?
4: Since 2019.
8: Yeah, since two years. So lots to get ready for for ECU football clip. And we got a lot of topics to cover with Ryan Robinson.
4: If you got a question, you can send it to us on Twitter and Facebook. I believe we've already got a couple uh that we can get to and ask Ryan Robinson. So we will do that. We will open up the Pirate Radio booty bag and have more for you in hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first Month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA is the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive, make up to a thousand dollars in a month, and save lives now at griffles biomat usa a better donor experience and better pay now let's head back in to prl here's clip baron
4: all righty back with you hour three of pirate radio live here on a thursday two weeks away from kicking off the east carolina football season two weeks away from the bud light pregame tailgate and about 25 hours and 49 minutes away from dh conley football wow here that's, on pirate that's a quick math right there the very quick math <clears throat> the better yeah. than i could do brother the high school huddle coming up six o'clock on friday morgan ayler's back the uh really the best area high school radio show you can hear to get you ready for the friday night games then we got conley football returning to the airwaves on friday night troy d football yeah. is here i'm fired up did you hear about the big merger yesterday between uh this is big news uh
8: E.B. Acock and CMF's middle schools have merged football programs for one year. Both teams were a little light on the numbers coming out of a COVID year. So to make sure they could play, they have – now those two are like – this is like Duke and UNC merging in basketball. This is like Remember the Titans. Yeah, that's very similar. You're you're the third person that's told me this. Um, That they are merging for one football season this year. Big news in the world of middle school football. I'm surprised your buddy hasn't reported the, on this. Don story. Jaworski? Don Jaworski would be yeah. all over the story. They're still not as good as A.G. Cox. <laughs> so know, anyway, so I think not. them two combined, this could be some type of super team out of middle school this year. Interesting. From, for Pitt County. Yes. I did not hear about that. Yeah, Thank so you for I'll bringing I'll that, that to my that attention. story for you. All right, let's go to the uh, Fixed NC Live line. Another story we're following, as you mentioned, ECU football. This is your two-week warning, two weeks until kickoff in Bank of America Stadium. And then uh, it'll be September 11th is the home opener against the SEC foe of South Carolina. The Gamecocks rolling to town. Ron Robinson from ECU Athletics is joining us. Ron, first first of all, welcome back to the show. Always great talking with you. You had to take off. You're very busy this time of year. We were going to have you in studio. You had to take off, I know, to go see some donors today, I believe in Raleigh. As your new title and new job, congratulations as the executive executive director of the Pirate Club. I appreciate it,
6: guys. Yeah, I was in Greensboro earlier meeting with third chapter and then i drove to raleigh and got something tonight and then uh, tomorrow before heading back for big scrimmage on saturday i do have a question so how is the Pam pack going to be this year with the put some ranch on it? Are they, is that a are they going to be a contender this year
4: we had uh coach perry owens on yeah. just a couple days ago ryan and he said that they are now the hunt head rather than the hunter <laughs> uh the bullseye is on the back of the pan pack yeah
6: Oh, I like it, okay.
8: They're the salad and everyone else is looking to be the ranch.
6: That's right, everybody's looking to be the ranch. No, we got a great scrimmage uh, schedule for Saturday. We'll do it early this year, which I don't know. Um, with the weather right now, I think it's hot all the time. But um, probably going to get kicked off. It'll open at 9, but I'd say the scrimmage will start around 9.30. And I think you've probably been to some of them, Troy, but I think Coach Houston, usually about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, I will tell you, we got an equipment sale this year, and I, I went down yesterday and looked at some of the stuff they're selling, and uh, there's some really good stuff that you're going to be able to get at rock-bottom prices. Um, and that will be in the Carl and Connie Rogers Pirate Club level. I know people will be waiting in line um, that morning. So that it's going to be a good day. You know, and I think what it does, too, it gets everybody out of here around noon. They can still enjoy their day. But really get an idea, because according to Coach Houston, I think next week,
3: they're really jumping into half state
8: prep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, real quick, this football sale, a lot of, or I should say the athletic sale that's going on, all the surplus equipment you guys have. Where is it in Menji's Coliseum this year? No, it's in the uh,
6: Carl and Connie Rogers Pirate Club level. So that's kind of right by the tower. Right. Okay. Right underneath, underneath
8: the, the basement, the, the, not basement, but the ground floor level of the tower.
6: Ground floor level. Nobody able to go around, park on the north side, walk around, be able to go through it and then enter the stadium. Um, so we'll be we'll be open at nine. Get you know, try to get as many people as we can through there. I think if you've ever been there, uh, there's so much stuff. I mean, you're talking jerseys and pleats and um, right, there's a little you never know what you'll find. I think yeah. somebody uh, might have some Brian Bailey old ties in there. I <laughs> do
1: there's a little bit those should be really cheap. Uh, Ryan, this is uh, Shirley. Quick question about the equipment sale. For those of us that want to attend, where do we need to park in order to, like if we want to get there early and get in line, where do we need to park?
6: On the north side of the stadium, So right outside of Okay. Uh, All right, Right outside of Minji's and Um, We do always have, I I don't know his name, but we have one gentleman. He is always first in line, so Shirley, do not beat him. (laughs) I think it would upset him. Uh, he likes to be first in line, but it would kind of, uh, if I see Shirley out there, I will definitely bring her breakfast. Uh, I plan on bringing some bagels for the people that are out there early. But, no, it's cool. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot uh, of people that are going to be able to go through there and get stuff. I mean, you're talking abundance of Adidas gear, uh, cleats. It's really cool. I'll be honest. When I was at Tennessee, we did not do this. And now looking back, I'm like, this is really cool that East Carolina does this and lets fans kind of buy the stuff. It's really
3: cool. Yeah.
6: All right, Ryan, let's uh – uh.
8: You know, you came here as the uh, uh, Executive Associate AD for External Relations. Now your main role is with the Pirate Club as Executive Director. How have you, like, transitioning into this fundraising role? And I know you still have some of the external relations uh, job responsibilities, but now your main responsibility with fundraising for the Pirate Club. How has that transition gone, and how is it going as far as fundraising? You know, it's
6: different around uh, Troy. I think in my past position, I, I really needed to be in the office a lot. Um, and now I need to be on the road as much as possible. And I do feel like one of my strong suits is communication. So I do like meeting people in person, talking to them on the phone. So I've been doing a lot of that the last three weeks. But, you know, really, I feel like all my career I've been a fundraiser. You know, I, I did a lot of fundraising early on in my career. But now I, I love it because I think we have a really good staff. Uh, we got A lot of energy right now in the Pirate Club, and that's including Big Guy. Big Guy brings the energy too, so we have a lot of energy. We kind of have a plan of how we want to attack things. Um, Really getting back and hitting the chapters, but also every donor counts. I know people say it all the time, but like we really got to reach the donors at the lower level and and really cultivate that relationship. And I've been really enjoyed my phone calls probably over the last month. I mean, we've got so many great pirates here that do what they can to support athletics in the Pirate Club. So I really like it, Troy. I think we're we're going to probably a couple weeks away from announcing several different kind of new initiatives with the Pirate Club. Um, You know, to get letter winners back involved, local businesses. So we have a lot of cool things. tap, but it's definitely different i
8: will tell you that Ryan robinson from
6: not, e- not in
8: meetings anymore i got you from, from ecu athletics joining us on the fixed nc live line Ryan, how are we looking season ticket sales right now for ecu football i know there's been a little bit of a bump up where where are the pirates and then also uh second part of that question what would it take you know what's the likelihood of a sellout for the South Carolina home opener? Because if we're going to have a sellout, I feel that's the one game that's possible. But how far of a stretch is that to even be able to say that right now?
6: Yeah, well, i tell you, we got good news. The last two days, we've had a really good reception on season tickets. We are about 50 tickets away from 13,000. And that was kind of our goal after the pandemic and uncertainty. Now, I think annually we probably need to be at that 15 level. I think that's very fair. So hopefully we can get a big push. But, Troy, you and I have talked about this. Season tickets are the key. So, you know, you just kind of do the math. of Let's say we get you – let's know, say we have a great three weeks. We have 14,000 season tickets. For South Carolina, you'd like to get between seven and eight single-game tickets, seven or 8,000. That's 21,000. You add in let, – let's hope we can get 10 to 12 students, 10 to 12,000 students. So then you're in the 33, 34. The Bill Park-Holmes thing was huge because that probably puts us over 40. Um, And then I think South Carolina, last I heard, South Carolina had 5, 1,600. Uh, I think that number will go up a little bit, but I don't don't get the sense. They're not buying them from South Carolina as many as I thought. Um, So you're probably looking right now 43, 44. But we got a lot of time. I mean, you still talk to three weeks before we play. Obviously, a win over App State would uh, would kind of change the game a little bit and get more people. I love what Coach Houston's saying. I do think. You know, 50000 would be unbelievable. We just have a lot of work
4: to do to get there. Gotcha. Ryan Robinson joining us. Ryan, people fired up for the home opener. People uh, fired up to go to Charlotte on September 2nd. Should be a lot of Pirate fans there. John Moody asking how many tickets has ECU sold for the Appalachian State game? And also, Ryan, do you know a total number of tickets sold for that game thus far? Uh,
6: John Moody always asks a good question. Uh, We went through our tickets quickly. Uh, we probably went through, I think, 4,800 to 5,000. We went through a large fast, and now they're being sold through Charlotte and App. You know, someone asked me the other day, "Clip, the best guess, I have not asked Charlotte or App yet, but my best guess is you're probably looking at the 30 range. Um, but I need to get you all a more detailed figure because I have not asked App or Charlotte. Now, App has told us they've been selling tickets at a pretty good pace. Uh, I know a lot of pirates that are going. And some people did not go through us because we only had a certain amount of tickets and kind of end zone and a little bit of corners. And I think we had one section of club tickets. So there's a lot of Pirates that kind of went through other ways to get their tickets. Um, it's our road, it's a road game for us. We will have our band and our cheerleaders. Uh, so I think your lower level is going to be obviously full, I and mean, then we'll see what's on the, the upper deck.
8: All right, Ryan, I, I want to ask you this, because I know, uh, you know, on a positive, at least, uh, you know, things are a little bit different this year than they were last year, especially with fans being able to come back and not having to deal with the social distancing. Uh, but, you know, a lot of folks are having COVID fatigue, but we can't ignore it. In the event, uh, it's my understanding, in the event there's a game that is, they're, they're not postponing games this year like they did last year with the COVID situation, that if a team can't play because of a COVID outbreak, it's a forfeit is my understanding. Is that correct, number one, with the the conference? And and even with the East Carolina-South Carolina game, let's run a scenario that South Carolina can't play because they have a COVID outbreak. Does that mean East Carolina, that's a forfeit, East Carolina gets the win? And if so, what happens to those tickets for that game? Do do fans get refunded for that uh, one game?
6: Yeah, it's a good question. We haven't really talked about it, but uh, I think both schools, from what I understand, have are really moving in the right direction, so um, that's a question. It's something we really had not talked about, Troy. And I guess I'll turn it around. And we haven't really had those conversations. Um,
0: I mean, right now
6: our plan is to pack Dowdy-Ficklin. Uh, Obviously, we're going to be smart. We want everybody to be smart. And I'm not naive. To the fact that all of our students are coming back to campus uh, this week, so you know, usually it kind of takes a week to see where everything's at. I know I feel really good about our football team and where they're at from a uh, from a health standpoint and we still gotta do our part to kind of keep them in a uh, to keep them in a bubble. So but no, I mean that's a good question. I really don't like thinking about it because I right now we need that game. <laughs> we yeah. need a place out there on here. Not just for football. We need our fans back. Yeah. We need to we need to get everybody back having fun in a tailgate mode. And and I'm very respectful of COVID, but uh you're seeing a lot of other people do it right
8: yeah, and that, look, that was a, a worst-case scenario, you know, yeah. question. Hopefully we're not dealing with that. Uh, what we are hoping to deal with is tailgating and a lot of it. Uh, I guess that's all systems go. We've had a lot of folks ask us about that. Everything set back to normal as far as tailgating.
6: Yeah, I think the main thing is we just got to be smart. You know, I think we, we, we started slow in baseball and kind of opened it up. I think everybody's just got to be respectful of everybody around them. Uh, you know, obviously, when people come into our stadium we 'll still have masks available if they want to wear them um, so yeah, with tele right now um, we 've actually sold a lot of uh, a lot of parking lately uh, we 've actually sold a lot of seats in the tower and our trade club so we 're going to have a lot of tailgaters and a lot of people at that south carolina game but yeah right now i don 't uh, anticipate any restrictions on that, but as you know, everything is kind of. Day by day, I know South right. or Charlotte, announced I think in their indoors areas, uh, in the club level, when you go to the concession stand or whatever, you need to have a mask on. So we're, we're following all the medical protocols. We John and I, John talks to them daily, and then kind of updates us.
8: Speaking of indoor ryan robinson a perfect segue to my next question the the final piece to the puzzle really for ecu football the the facilities have really come a long way over the past uh couple decades but there is one glaring piece that that this team and program is missing and you know especially this time of year with the thunderstorms and the heat where i'm going with this and that's an indoor practice facility Uh, i hear coach houston talk about it almost every time we have him on the show uh, now, as the chief fundraiser in charge of the Pirate Club, does that indoor practice facility fall on your shoulders and will that become a reality while Ryan Robinson is at East Carolina as director of the Pirate Club?
6: Well, I will tell you this. The most, Coach Houston might say it to you, he says it to me a whole lot more than he says it to you guys. And John, here's the deal, man. We understand. I mean, you put an indoor facility on our campus, I would say our facilities would rival just about anybody. If you really think about it, we've got the new turf practice field. Uh, for football, we've got the auxiliary turf field. So it, it is a, it's a it's next piece. We've got several things that need to be involved, whether we do a campaign or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the indoor facility, I would love to be a part of that. And I think you have support for it. I think right now, Troy, you're just kind of getting out of this pandemic. You're really still in it. I think you've got to be mindful of things like that. But there's going to be a time and a place, and uh, it, it wouldn't be the final. It wouldn't be the final piece, but it will be a major addition to the ECU football program and our footprint, but not just ECU football. That kind of facility can be used by every sport.
3: That's, um, yeah, that's
6: was true. I saw the other day watching, you know, it was like 6.30 in the morning. These girls are uh, soccer, I think, is out there running, you know, doing their conditioning. So, yeah, it could be used by a lot of things uh, for a lot of people. And I know uh, Coach Godwin has things on that he would like to get done. We have our, you know, I'd love at the end of the day, you know, men's and women's golf facility. So there's a lot of things on the list. But, yes, indoor football facility um, is something I know Coach Houston and we, we talk about a lot. We just haven't moved forward with anything.
8: The, the tickets that were purchased by Bill Clark Holmes for the 6,000 upper deck tickets for that first home game, how, if someone, I assume those are going to be given away, I think you said to first responders and folks in the community that are deserving, how are you guys handling the distribution of those tickets and how does someone get one if they feel they fall in the category?
6: Well, the Pirate Club is, is what we're doing is working with local organizations and we're kind of making contact with them now. Um, and then they're going to kind of help us take some ownership and also distribute them as well. Uh, I want to make sure they end up in the right people's hands. So, for example, it would be me working with, you know, Vida. and then, the, you know, them getting a list of people that want to come to the game, and then we will uh, distribute the tickets to them. But that was a huge deal. Like, I can't thank Bill and Lance and Heath and Hunter enough, because um, those are always tough tickets to sell. Uh, it kind of made me laugh. I think there was, I have there a South Carolina fan made a comment the other day, but it's sad you got to sell, you know, 6,000 tickets. Well, you're going to see that around college football a lot uh, and kind of upper deck. So for them to do that and then for us to honor uh, these heroes, man, that's a pretty cool deal. I, I'm fired up about it. Uh, plus the anniversary of 9-11. So we've got some really cool stuff planned for that game.
8: Ryan, sounds good. I know we'll get you back on before the first home opener to kind of go over some of the stuff in details. Uh yeah. And, and I know a lot of the stuff is still being finalized and worked on now, and you got a few weeks before the the season opener kicks off here in Greenville for South Carolina, but anything you want fans to know uh, while we got you on, any new concession things? I know you, you were the one that was really kind of headed up the fan friendly pricing at uh, some of the concession items. Will that be back this year now that fans are back? But,
6: yeah, that'll be back. We'll have the kids on. We're kind of working on a few other things that uh, hopefully next week be ready to to announce, um, but really, I mean, right now, uh, we just need to sell tickets, but also just get get the momentum. I, I can feel it. Every, in Greenville, everywhere I go, people are talking about Pirate football, so we've got to get that momentum, and then come September 11th, um, what's Coach Houston say? Let's lock the gates and play. Um, so it gets me fired up even thinking about it. Every time I hear Coach Houston do one of his post-practice videos, I'm ready to roll.
8: Awesome stuff. Ron, thanks for joining us, man. We'll hook up again uh, next week or two one more time before uh, the kickoff and look forward to catching up again.
6: Shirley, what kind of bagel do you want Saturday?
8: Wow, this is service right here.
6: Oh, that's
1: easy. Uh, just a plain bagel and maybe a little cream cheese on the side.
6: Okay, you got it. Clip. Uh, you have a great day and enjoy the high school football this weekend and uh, you guys have a, have a great
8: evening all right thanks ryan appreciate you check it in all the best ryan robinson with esu athletics has more titles than a business card can hold
4: yeah (laughs) Uh, some of those are fake but most of them are real which one's fake i don't know (laughs) external internal well he's external he's an external
8: guy what does that mean that means he deals with the public like this this is an external interview internal is like a a guy like a jj mclam type that's handling the operations inside over there on campus ryan's more of an external guy he handles you know fans media what are you
4: his agent his attorney his advocate <laughs> i don't care about any of this
8: <laughs> i was just asking which one was fake I just...
4: all right let's move on <laughs> everything's real double r firing us up uh, for some pirate football let's uh let's get a break in surely we need to make somebody a winner i'm right so about. glad I'm just glad booty, we're talking about. You Booty booty, 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 everywhere. booty, 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 booty you do everywhere. your own show. I'm
8: just so glad we're talking about like fans being about. Remember this time last year? I remember it. No fan, like very well. We weren't even sure if we could cover it as a media, and then even then, we only got like well, I mean, only one person per media outlet could go. Remember? I mean, it was like freaking crazy last year.
4: I I'm looking ahead. I can't look back. I'm fired up about this year. We are, uh, man, two weeks away. It's going to be awesome. Shirley, what are we giving away today? Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. All right, 317-1250. What caller are we looking for?
1: Caller number 10.
4: All right, caller 10. A lot of great options over there at Tiebreakers, and you can be a winner if you are caller 10, 317-1250. We'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about and if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, full walkways, fire pits or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call at 364-1201 or you can stop by the Carolina Hardscapes Out- Outdoor Showroom on Fire Tower Road across from Bostic Sug Furniture. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes and congratulations to Brad Wheeler of Greenville. Picked up a uh, lunch for two for at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches appetizers cold beer and more follow tiebreakers on facebook and instagram for daily updates now let's head back into prl here's clip brock all
4: right thank you Shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt here as well troy d alongside on a thursday edition of pirate radio live heard morgan aylers uh, on the liner coming back in you can hear morgan coming up six o'clock friday on the high school huddle getting you ready for the area high school football action, Troy D. And after that, we'll have some Conley football.
8: Yeah, I was telling Shirley the other day, we're like in mid-season form with what's going on here at Pirate Radio with all of our uh, pieces to the puzzle, audio, video, streaming, everything we got going on and with the players and everything else. It's It's been a fun, busy time, but, uh, man, it, we don't have to wait till football season. It's football season
4: now for us. I mean, we were in absolutely full all-system go drinking from a fire hose. And one part of this uh, this part of the the football calendar, you, you worry about injuries, you worry about the police blotter. So far, knock on wood, things have been going good. I uh, wasn't going to say it this year because I feel like I
8: always say that in the last week, and then something happens, and then it happens. You know, Redbeard beard wants to blame it on me so i didn't say it just for the record clip brock mentioned that so far so good when it comes to the police blotter and if anybody
4: injuries. gets arrested i will go in front Four of the judge hearts. and say it was my fault because yeah. uh, i mentioned it uh I'm the same cannot it. be said at kentucky because Was there uh, a situation? There, not only was there a situation. Uh, you don't want to be in the news. There was an alleged burglary. Oh, no. That happened. A burglary. A burglary. A, bur- a, bur- a, bur- a bur- burglary. A burglary. A burglary took place. Did it involve a burger? It involved six Kentucky Wildcat football players. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, it was at a KFC. No, it was not. <laughs> it was uh, apparently. Was well, supposed to be funny. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bully. <laughs> Uh, and boy, this is but, dating back to March the 6th, and they were charged August 19th today. Huh. There was a party being thrown at a residence during the party. Uh, individuals entered the residence uninvited, were asked to leave. They uh, became upset. They came back with three more people. Three people were involved originally. Mm. They came back with three more. Uh, somebody pointed a gun at somebody oh boy and uh there was also a burglary uh involved and, and there were obviously players a, burglary, and... a, burglary, a now, burglary have these players been suspended uh all i know at this point is they have been charged yeah well so tough stuff this is not what you want to see from your uh, your yeah. football team well, this hasn't been been proven guilty yet we should say
8: correct only, only charged charged uh and by the way a happy uh, b pays is our old colleague's birthday was yesterday who, Happy Bird, who, who, who coined the phrase "Happy Bird, bird Day," Happy a Burger Day, yeah. He did throw up an epic picture of himself as a kid with the uh, one of the greatest. Oh, wow. What would you call that? Um, what's it's that? It's a name? little bit of bowl, bowl? a little yeah. bit of mullet. Uh, yeah, one not of the mullet. Great, greatest it's... bowl cuts I've ever seen in history.
4: It I looks do believe like...
8: I shared that haircut when I was at probably his age.
4: It's like a Beatles son. One of yeah. the uh, one of the Beatles. So be pace. Checking in captain Burg yeah. uh there i they hope they will call us a bergley bur-
8: i hope we get something good like that this year in the fifth quarter
4: well first game's a night game so yeah. we'll be taking calls starting around 11 o'clock 11 15 i talked to a uh, friend and client today he's like oh,
8: i can't wait for that i love that first quarter that first night game fifth quarter he goes that first hour's bumping and then as it goes on and people keep drinking and kind of it turns into some other things, and, and some years he was just talking about how entertaining it is
4: for him. Some years we kind of lean into the season with a, a Tony Collins special and Elon, or you know, right. Uh, this is a very important game. Great. It's on a national stage. Yeah. huge underdog we are by the way. It's a night game, so like you take all that Troy, all the calls we usually get, mm-hmm. multiply it by three and yeah. seven extra beers, and right. uh, it's going to be a fun show. Oh, one, I think one way so. or the other. Yeah, um, and we got
8: some uh, big
4: announcements concerning that next week. So. But, Troy, could you imagine if EC was able to win that game? Oh, I've imagined and it. Then, uh, and then I, I heard imagine. you at the Players on Monday talking about, guys, could you imagine if you were 2-0 and o? Yeah, what, what that what would at. be like? I'm at
8: 2-0 mentally already. I've mentally checked into 2-0. and o You hadn't got time. to Marshall yet. I'm not going past it right now. You I'm hadn't got to Huntington. I'm not going to look ahead like that. <laughs> I'm staying at 2-0 and, and going to hold it 2-0 and o All right. and enjoy it for a little while Good. mentally. Yeah. I'm in my
4: mind. I've gone to two and zero. Look, kids, two weeks at a time. That's how we're treating.
8: And then us once guys. we get to two and zero, then I'll worry about Marshall. Let's not get ahead of ourselves.
4: In my mind, I've gone to two and zero. Joy, if we're two and zero,
8: you'll have oh us my. at twelve and zero at that point. God, I will be. <laughs> freaked out i mean you know me i get amped up on stuff like this and just thinking about it gets me going yeah we don't need and to it's re- been a long time since we've had something to feel good about around here clip brock you don't need we to not agree
4: you don't need to it's, uh to remind me of what you're like when we're two and oh let's go back to scotty montgomery's first year
8: are hungry hungry for success mm-hmm. and are waiting and willing to support success here. Put some ranch on it. This is a proud, proud program and people want to be able to stick their chest back out and talk junk again to their friends and family about ECU football. Could this team provide that ability? Could they, yes. I think they could. Will that? Will, and will I'm they. saying it starts with beating App State, which is a major win to start the season and then you take that momentum and you bring that home the for the home opener against south carolina and you choke the chicken and you beat them down and you walk away 2-0 all
4: right i mean i'm on board i'd love to see it happen that's the scenario i'm playing out right now i think it could happen and uh and and folks would be fired up for a, a trip to huntington
8: i mean really i feel if the pirates can beat app state they can beat south carolina
4: i feel like if they lose to app state they can beat south carolina yeah, maybe.
8: I mean, uh, you're right, but I just—god, just just to start two zero. Oh, when's the last time this program started two zero? Oh clip, Brock.
4: I just told you it's when you freaked out about Motown.
8: Yeah, that was some great times back then. <laughs> it was short awesome.
4: lived, but boy, it felt good. <laughs> hey, I, that fifth quarter was fun. It was. And it was beating NC State that really put it over the top. Outside of of you screaming and talking about apologies, but it was a fun time. I lost my mind a little bit there. Look, it happens, and that's great, though. You were excited. Yeah. We want to be excited again. Some people
8: abuse drugs clips. Some people abuse alcohol. What do you abuse? Some people abuse spouses. I I abuse pirate victories. (laughs) I took that pirate victory and king I abused, of analogy strikes again. I abused it in the wrong way and I went overboard. And yep. for that, I am sorry. Yeah. I will try not to abuse any more pirate uh, victories like that. Be you, man. Wasn't abused. I used the pirate victory to go no. a little overboard. At do time. you? I got caught up in the moment, no. as most fans did back then. The differences, I will admit that I got caught up in the moment. So now you're the bigger A lot man. of people have run. No, they're like, oh, that wasn't me. They were just as geeked up as I was. Who? The, like who? Oh, <laughs> my God. Like the, half the Pirate Nation, the majority of people were. The difference is I had a platform, a microphone, and we were recording it. <laughs> and
4: That's, if you did deny it, we could just play it. Right.
8: So most people, there's no evidence of it. But let me tell you something. Kenny Curling's... <laughs> coined the phrase Motown.
4: He's on... Wait, we got got the audio. I know, but I'm saying... If
8: you need it... (laughs) He'd be one of those guys, I wasn't like Troy. Yes, he was. And yes, you were. A lot of you were, and it's okay. I want to be back there again where we can be united for something fun, not divided because of something bad.
4: And again, if we start 2-0 and and you want to freak out, I say go for it because... That's who you are. If you can't, yeah. if you can't control it, just you know, go all out.
8: I'm just going to take it easy right now. Oh I'm not going crazy, but I am. I tell you what, I like what I'm hearing from Coach Houston. Of course, yes, these coaches. I like what I'm hearing from the players, which we've never had this type of access to talk to them as much as we've had. Yeah, both on the air and off the air. And I'm, I'm buying in, Clip. <laughs> I'm moving my chips on the pirate purple side of the craps table right now. Okay.
4: We've been now, on. The, will will uh, it pay off, or will we crap out? We've been on the crap table. We are now on the craps table, <laughs> and we're pushing in. I am going, and we're going to get it. back. I'm not
8: saying I'm all in, but I'm definitely pay, placing a bet on the pirates this year. I, I, figuratively, I, I like
4: where this program's headed. Uh, Kenny uh, has responded, I believe. What is Kenny
8: Curlings he... when we are, says on Facebook Live when we are two and zero, oh, it will be, Houston, we
4: don't have a problem. That's uh, Top notch stuff there. Ken. Yeah. Uh, Mike says Troy's probably making New Year's Day bowl plans. Is that I, if we're two and zero? Not I yet. No. I, well, I'm not. I can't predict how I will feel if I'm two and zero. I'm
8: just saying I'm mentally ready to go there. I feel that this could happen this year. Now the team's got to hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah, they got to win. But, uh, by the Ken, way, Kenny officially apologizing for Motown, too. So there, you got two apologies on
4: today's show. I'm not, I'm not the one who needs apologies. That's, that's your game, Troy. I'm
8: talking the you, collective you, <laughs> the audience. Okay. okay I, see, you. I didn't yeah.
4: mean you, you. Yeah. Uh, because you keep a ledger in your office of who owes who an apology. I do. You're I, a big a, apology I, Keep a track. <laughs> how uh, do you, how are you going to remember unless you write it down? That's Cliff? true. Uh, which, by the way, um, is this a new green Troy D we have here? What's going on with your notes today? Know, a little behind the curtain here. Well, I just you know,
8: I needed well, to make some notes. I was thinking about Ryan coming on earlier, and I did not feel like the. the, the
4: we have a giant so, box of know, scrap paper. I know,
8: and then, so I was at my desk, and I did. I was like, you know what? I need to. I want to jot some stuff down so I don't forget to ask Ryan about just a few key bullet points. Great show prep. And I did not feel like getting up from my desk to get the scrap paper. So I had an available napkin that I used the to The man to is writing on, on napkins. Yeah. I, I think so it's resourceful. Yeah. So you're like, during the break, you're like,
4: damn, man, time's tough. We, we don't have any scrap paper anymore. So let's say you didn't have a napkin. Do you just write on your cup at that point? No, Where I, I would have
8: gotten up then and gotten the, <laughs> the paper. I was just comfortable in my chair. No, I looked feel looks like getting up. I was like, you know what? I have this napkin available. It was probably going to go in the trash anyway. Let me make a notepad out of it. And then we'll go from there. You're like
4: Survivor Man. You're- yeah, sometimes you just got to use the resources you have in front of you. Glenn. Well done. I like right. it. Thank you. By the way, Troy, it, this is good news for the Pirates, I guess, but the line is down to 10.5. Oh, well, I'd like to get that down to single digits. I think it'll be
8: down single digits. The way it's kick-off. trending, I think it, it could appears get, that way. I think by kickoff,
4: that thing could be down to like eight. It started at least. Did it ever get to 14? I think I remember 13. I 13 and, and, a and a half. I thought yeah.
8: was the high water mark.
4: And that's a pretty. I mean, he has gone down a full field goal here in a couple of months, I guess. Which a month means and a, half.
8: a lot of the money going on ECU and people uh taking the points.
4: Money that Vegas thinks is important. As, as Jeff Nadeau said, he knows more about it than I do. But. The smart money, yeah. Troy D, is on East Carolina at this point. Well, and
8: if you can get ECU with 13 and a half points, yeah. I, I, got, you know, I got out of the sports betting business because I just was, you know, too, a younger Troy D just did not do very well with that one year, and it was just time to exit that strategy. Wow, you are a stronger man than I. But if I was going to wager on the game and you could get 13 and a half points and ECU, I mean, once again, ECU loses by 10, you still win you know for folks that don't gamble much you you almost get t- a two touchdown lead to start the game yep i like that i you do know? too i don't know if I, I you know i'm a little nervous to bet this straight up either way when it comes to you know betting money but 13 and a half points that's a lot of points clip for week 1 that's we why we're, i think a lot of people took that
4: we're basing it off of last year again uh, app state has a, a new quarterback who has is a talented quarterback did not play well at duke east carolina has just about everything coming back yeah uh, so they're basing it off of last year, what they think is going to happen. Uh, we've been burned on these week one games before with ECU spread True. but I, I'm certainly on your side that if I had to pick a side, I would take ECU plus the points. Yeah,
8: and uh, look, App, I believe, has, what, 17 starters coming back. You know, just about all their COVID guys or get a COVID year are coming back. Nobody, like, exited the program or went pro that I know of. So, I mean, they're, they've they got a lot of leadership back on
4: their Second-year head. head coach. Uh, their offensive coordinator Tony uh, well, no, Troy, you're Troy, or your yeah, Troy yeah. Tony Peterson, yeah. uh, split to Champaign, Illinois. Yeah, good so, kick for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's Re- a good uniting with uh, Chase Hayden, former ECU running back, who was in Illinois. Yeah, so there you go. Of course, Tony Peterson was the offensive coordinator last time East Carolina beat NC State. You know what he was. Yeah. You know what else he said? You know what? A whole lot. You know what? I like Tony you, Peterson. You know what? He did answer every question with "you know what." You know what? You know what? It was just kind of like this catchphrase. It was a split second yeah. to think about the question. It was. It, was it a sounds
8: nice better out. than "uh."
3: It um, does, and I'm a big "uh." Guy, unfortunately,
4: I know I got. I
8: still sometimes struggle with that myself, but you know what? I'm getting better.
4: Uh, Robert points
8: out. Was that out, supposed to be funny?
4: <laughs> Robert points out. We also got burnt with Duke QBs. You know what? You're right. We did. Yeah. That did not work out well. You, Troy, what was that uh, QB that came from Duke? You were a nice. big Thomas Sert guy.
8: He was a nice kid. Uh, nice guy. I tried to. Just did, uh, not, did not pan out well here. Tried to tell you to relax football. on that I one. I get You know what? I have tempered myself
4: on the transfer deal. I've caught, you know, where I get a Since little. Since last year when you were excited about Chase Hayden and all the <laughs> other guys.
8: I really, the, the the i tell you what burned me. Tyshawn Dye. I was so fired up about him, but I mean, when he was when coming out of Clemson as a running back here, and I really thought that guy would be a playmaker here, and I just was kind of just really surprised that it just didn't amount to more than it was.
4: Well, the difference is this year, a guy like DJ Ford. Now I am high on him. Not only, you know, he should be a productive player, but. He's a very mature young man, which we found out through interviews and now through our our Monday Pirate Radio uh, Players Lounge Mm segment that he's got a good head on his shoulders. Troy, you were talking to Bruce and Xavier, and I can't remember which one said it, but they both agreed. They called him very humble. Yeah, He came in, earned a spot, Mm -hmm. and I think it was Xavier who talked about how quickly he acclimated to the Pirates. Like, He didn't come in like, I'm the man. He came in like... Hey, I'm, I'm with you guys. Well, and uh, you know, I've talked to him a lot
8: this offseason, and he he's a guy that wants to be here. He chose to be here. And, boy, he has really adapted, as they said, quickly to the the Pirate way of doing things yeah. and the Coach Houston way of doing things. And uh, I tell you what, I expect big things now out of that young man. I'm excited about him. People I've talked to have seen him play a lot and that know him. Uh, obviously a quality person, regardless of what happens on the field. I, I think a uh, great kid. But uh, I tell you what, his future, he's got a high upside, as Mel Kuyper would say here at East Carolina, potentially in the safety position.
4: Yeah, I'm excited about seeing him on the field. He, uh, he's got the length, the size, and it's sounds he looks like the, the, uh, the head on the shoulders. Yeah, as well. He, he's definitely got the physical uh,
8: ability to do it.
4: Charlie, let's get our last break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live with Troy D. and crew. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down. 66 points at 34,894 the nasdaq was down, uh, up 76 i should say at 14,933 and the s&p was up five points at 4,405 that's your wells fargo advisors financial report for a personal look into investing Call wells fargo advisors today at 756-6900 in greenville Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip Rock.
4: We're wrapping up a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Good stuff, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Uh, have a good call tomorrow night. As you call Whiteville football, we'll see you back on Monday. What, what is it? The Whiteville what? Wolfpack.
8: Yeah, it's touchdown, wolf Wolfpack.
4: Touchdown Friday.
8: <laughs> and uh, Troy D. Yeah, you know what we were doing uh, four years ago tonight? What's that? Well, we were watching uh, Greenville, North Carolina as the top sports story in the nation on ESPN as the uh, Greenville Little League team back then, the all-star team combined for a uh, a combined no-hitter in Williamsport.
4: Awesome. That was, remember that game? Yep. Awesome stuff. Four years ago. Not this year, unfortunately. That's right. What well, could have been. Yeah. Uh, Troy, as we leave, I saw a headline. Chicago Bears Justin Fields healthy. To face Buffalo Bills Mitch oh, Trubisky coming not, up this weekend. Wow, I had not thought about this. The Mitch Please game. Yep. Wow. Get that. Uh, that's uh,
8: Saturday, I, saw, I believe. Yeah, Justin Fields had a groin situation, but I guess that's healed. Yeah. Uh, wow. That is. I. You know. And my tickets went fast for this game. I put. I. I could not. I lowered my tickets next to nothing for the. Uh, oh, you sold the preseason. The, the preseason okay. games. Like last week, I couldn't unload them. No one bought them. This game against Buffalo went in like a millisecond. This is a
4: hot ticket, I think. And the more Justin Fields looks good, the higher value that goes up. Yeah, we need him to continue to look good. He is good for the ticket prices. To the bottom line. Yep. All right, Troy, we'll see you uh, Monday. Sounds good. Look forward to it. You guys have a uh, good rest of the
0: week. We'll be back with you Friday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody.